course, I'm going to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. That is the best way to support us, support the channel here. Um, Lola posts daily deals up there. She's got Lola's deals if you want to see the uh, regular ways that you can support us on the channel as well. Um, you know, we're giving away lots of stuff through the email list. So the way to do it, go to HankStrange.com. We've also got links to like Ballistic Inc. where you can get our merch, all that good stuff. So thanks a lot for that. Please, everyone, smash the thumbs ups. Um, you know, comment here. Give us your questions. Uh, of course, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live here on the channel. And share this if you can. I think we're still getting screened while the YouTube people are on vacation here. I think it's gotten a little bit better, but we're still getting screened. And also, I want to thank Harry's Holsters for sponsoring the channel and allowing us to uh, do this podcast. Shout out to Harry's Holsters, makers of Kydex. Fine Kydex Holsters. So, boom, there we go. All right, now, um, we've got a special guest, Larry Sharp, libertarian, joining us here. Um, we've also got Flying Rich Here's what I want to do. Larry, we do jazz hands. It's a tradition over here. So we do jazz hands when we start the show just to break it up. If you don't mind, can you do jazz hands with us? I'm doing some jazz hands. There you go. Good? Okay, the jazz Am hands are going. I hope you got your big girl panties on, everyone, because we are live. This is episode 542 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Like I just said, our special guest is Larry Sharp, Libertarian. We're going to be talking to him for the next two hours. And, of course, we've got Flying Rich. And if you didn't hear Pebbles in the background, we also got Pebbles. Pebbles might have something to say. Um, <laughs> there you go. There's Pebbles right there. All right, Larry, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I've known Rich forever. He yes. said, you're the man. <laughs> so I said, you must be the man. If Rich says you're the man, you are the man. I will take it. I will take it. You know, I was going to say to you, man, how did you, my first question is how did you, how do you wind up knowing Richard Hughes and uh, apparently you haven't properly background checked him? No, I, I didn't. <laughs> that's why I like him. So, so Yeah, don't do it now. That, that's why I like him 100%. No, the, the reality is I've known Rich for, wow, it's got to be, uh, over 20 years? Yeah, over 20 years now. Yeah, over 20 wow. years. Uh, we worked together in a company on Long Island. Uh, we were buds then, and he moved, and I moved, and we were still buds. So we've just been friends ever since. Oh, okay. There you go. That's how you do it, Rich. You know, Rich has got some influential friends I'm starting to, uh, I'm starting to learn here, you know? Better be nice to him. Yeah, I know. All this time, <laughs> I take, nice. Rich, I take back all the stuff. <laughs> right. Look, an accident might happen. If you're yeah. Nice to him, he might call his people. Yeah, yeah. We've, we're yeah. We're, I've been friends with Rich now. I don't know how long, Rich. Obviously, uh, not I as long as you guys. A little over years. two years. Yeah, yeah, a little over two years. Lola is constantly threatening to do that background check. I got to tell you. <laughs> At this point, I tell her, don't, don't, don't bother with it. You know, all you need to know is he's crashed a plane. The two times he's taken off a plane. That's all. That's all you need to know. They probably should call him flying rich. They probably should call him crashing rich. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I I agree with you. I agree with you. Yes. All right. So cool. So for the folks out there, um, like I said here in the intro, you are um, a libertarian. For the folks out there who aren't familiar with you, I think you ran for vice president 
Um, and then you ran for governor of New York, what, like two years ago or something? I you did. 2018, I ran for governor of New York, and I was able to get 2% of the vote, which may not seem like a lot, and it isn't. However, it is the most libertarians have ever gotten in New York State, and we were able to gain ballot access, which means more libertarians could run. And we actually had 103 libertarian victories the year after when I supported the down ticket. So mm -hmm. I, I won ballot access in 2018. We got 103 victories in 2019. So that, that goes from zero to 103 in one year. That's mm -hmm. movement in New York State. We actually have a libertarian elected actually in New York City, which is crazy. New oh. York City has libertarian. Um, in what position in New York City? She's in the education city council. Her name is Deborah Altman. Oh, cool. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Okay. That's look, uh, I, we're not ruling the world yet. But yeah, no. You, know, <laughs> you gotta make a step. You gotta you gotta crawl before you can run. So we're right. crawling now. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Also for everyone watching, in case you haven't realized it yet, you got three New Yorkers on the show today, so Good luck with that. <laughs> there's people, there's dialing in here from all over uh, America, but you got three New Yorkers, so there's going to be a little bit of New York flavor here in the show. You you are in Queens right now, Larry? Did Larry freeze? Hold on a sec. Yeah, he's frozen. Beautiful Astoria. Yeah, okay, he's in Astoria. Let's see here. Did we lose him? Okay, I'll try to find out. Maybe we'll get him back here in a second. I don't know what happened with his uh, with his signal or why he froze there. So we'll see. We'll try to we'll try to get him back on here. You said he's but in he Astoria, huh? Yes. Astoria. Yeah, Beautiful he froze Astoria. at the right moment. Right now, he's giving us the uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> like I was I like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You always freeze in, in a crazy way. We'll probably get. Oh, there we go. We I'm got him back. back. <laughs> You guys threw me off because you were scared of me. It's fine. Oh, I don't I know. Love you. I don't know what happened. You. Your background is blurred. If you could take off the blur, well, it's up to you. I don't know if you want the blur or not. Is there a blur? How do I see the blur? Yeah, off? Um, it's probably going to be in Skype. Yeah, it's it, right. if you click on your Skype window. All right, let me get out my Skype window. Yeah, you're making me work and stuff. Yeah. How do I see? How do I do that? Um, so click on the Skype window and Rich. Are you on a PC or a Mac? I'm on a PC. Oh. I'm a right. I'm a business guy. I'm a PC. Oh my goodness! First <laughs> problem. You know, you're a libertarian. You should be on Linux. Fixed okay, it. there. You got it done. Fixed you got it, it done. done. Okay. Yes. I knew that. I was testing you. Oh, just okay. You okay. Just see if you knew. You yeah. Know, so First, fine. well, I was saying you're a libertarian. You should be on Linux or something. That's true. I should be. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What are you on, Rich? Are you using Linux? You're a oh, computer yeah. guy. Are you kidding me? I, I got Linux running on these things all over the place. Oh, what are those? Um, Raspberry Pis. Yes. Okay. My brother's always my brother is a tech guy, so he's always telling me about that. So okay, cool. So, so go ahead, all Rich. Mac here. Uh, my my wife's the only Windows holdout. Oh, you're all Mac. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Let us know right now what everyone's into out there. Okay, so Larry, what I was asking you is where are you um, – you're coming in from Queens right now, right? Absolutely. I am in the belly of the beast where yeah. the, the, big, the center of this entire issue is happening right now. That's where I am in, in Astoria, Queens. Um, we have we, – this is where Governor Cuomo's from. This is where uh, Trump is from. Uh, this mm -hmm. is, my congressperson is AOC. So oh, I got it all. oh, yes. 
yeah, condolences. I got it all covered. Condolences. Where you got it, I got it all covered. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're going to talk about that <laughs> at some point. We're going to talk about AOC. So you're in New York City. How are you faring? How's your family faring with everything going on here with COVID-19? We're getting some, uh, obviously, we're getting some cabin fever, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're sitting here stuck in the house for weeks weeks on end. But, uh, but you know, not the end of the world. Weekends, I go out. I have a car. And for people who don't live in New York City, that's not a big deal. But a lot of people in New York City, particularly Manhattan, don't own a car. So since I have a car on the weekends, I tend to drive around and drop off stuff. And, you know, I get masked up and gloved up. And I drop off stuff for people who don't have cars who used to, who were who at risk and who used to be able to just walk three or four blocks to uh, get food and stuff. Now they can't or don't want to because, you know, they're at risk. Particularly people who are like, you know, they're on chemo, you know, they're real, their immune system comp- is compromised. So I do that mm-hmm. on the weekends, gets us out, my wife goes with me, we do it together. Okay. So it's, it's, it's really good for that. But on the weekdays, I'm here in front of this screen talking to people like you. Oh, okay. I heard that, uh, you know, I heard that uh, carbon monoxide is good for killing the coronavirus. Is that true? No, I tried making... sucking on a tailpipe. It did not work at all. So You need that extra some... carbon monoxide in New York City. I did some science for you. Didn't work. Yeah. Is it so in some reports we're seeing like New York City is like a ghost town? Is that is that for reals? Or that uh, somehow the cops are finding ways to hang around and give us tickets though. Huh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Every other block there is either a cop on foot or there's a, a cop in a car ready to so... make sure that when Karen yells when Karen gets mad that the cop can go and go, you know, stop playing basketball because you might kill people. Um, don't be six feet, you're less than six feet apart. Let me give you a, I'm not joking, a $250 fine. If you're not if six I, feet apart? If you're not social distancing. And okay. in fact, if you're not doing it twice, it's a $500 fine. Yeah. It, I, is I that the, a law? Did they just make that an edict? What, what the heck? It, this is New York. Does it matter? No, it or doesn't. What's the difference? Yeah. What His Majesty I, King Andrew says is law. The, That's how it works. The Cuomo's. And the worst part is people are okay with it. It's not like New Yorkers are going, what are you doing? They're going, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I think, you know, it's a, we've got a bunch of things to talk about here, and that's probably one of them. Here's my important question that I need to ask you. Is alternate side of the street suspended? Yes or no? It is, yes. Oh, thank Oh, wow. Okay, good. Yes. All right. <laughs> yes. Luckily, though, they're actually still picking up garbage. That's nice. Okay, that is good. If they they're don't essential. pick up the garbage, we're doomed in New York. <laughs> yes, they are essential. Yeah. So uh, His Majesty has deemed them essential. That's right. true. Yes. Right. Okay. So that's good. Well, okay. I'm not essential, so I guess we're we're a part of my 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 non-essential group here. Right. Right. We're not, we're not <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Some people. Are. So let's do this. Let's try to be structured for the folks out there that um, don't know that much about you, haven't heard um, about you. Um, just go back to the beginning of Larry Sharp. Tell us, if you can, briefly who you are, how you came into being, and how you came to be uh, a libertarian, be in politics. It is super boring. If people care, they can go to LarrySharp.com, but I'll give you the, I'll give you the, the thumbnail. 2012, I am annoyed, angry, upset about politics. Um, I found Gary Johnson, um, and he seemed to make sense to me. He was and still is an entrepreneur. He was running the Libertarian Party. I heard him speak, and I said, this guy makes sense. And I thought, who are you guys, librarians? What? Oh, libertarians. Okay. 
Okay. So <laughs> what were you before? What were you before I was, that? I was a nothing. I was a, oh, okay. I didn't really care, right? I okay. was a whatever. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't really, I wasn't, I've never been a part of a party in my life. Okay. Rich and I talk about politics all the time. But I was never a part of a of a of a party. I didn't so really okay, care. so you weren't like you you weren't in the Democratic Party. You weren't in the nope. Republican Party. Did you have any leanings? Like if 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 I say to you, what direction were you leaning in? I know obviously I see USMC there on your arm. You were a Marine. Did you have a yep. direction you were leaning in? What's well, funny, as a small kid, I was I was uh, raised in the Bronx with a typical Bronx liberal family, and so politics was easy. Democrats, good. Republicans, bad. Why? Because mom and dad say so. Done. Very easy. But I joined the Marine Corps when I was 17. And some of you may know the Marine Corps is the most conservative branch of the branches. Mm -hmm. So when I got into the Marine Corps, the people that I respected, the vast majority of them, my leadership, they were mostly conservative. Mm -hmm. So I think I kind of began to lean a bit more conservative and be more Republican as a 20 something. I think I was kind of more that. But I didn't I didn't join a party. I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time um, by the time Nader came out, I was so disappointed in what was happening. Um, I became a Nader supporter, and I couldn't tell you what his policies were. Remember mm-hmm. that, Rich? Nader later. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Nader yeah. later, because we knew we couldn't win. So yeah. we're like, we'll get what Nader was, later. Na- Nader was an independent. Nader was an independent. He was a. Well, it's funny. I was I was so not into it. I actually thought that Nader replaced Perot. Like that was like my face. Like I thought, oh. Like he's the third party guy. They kind of mm-hmm. replace each other. Um, but yeah, so I just thought Nader was the right answer because I didn't care at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, 2008, I was on the Obama train. I okay. really thought that he was going to change. I really thought he was going to be the guy. He was different. He was the one. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Is that is that because um, of ethnicity or because, you know, like you said, you because I believe- wanted to believe it, man. Okay. I wanted to believe that someone could save us. I wanted to believe that somebody could be an actual uniter. Mm-hmm. I wanted to believe, I mean, his rhetoric was amazing, right? The rhetoric was awesome. I, mm-hmm. he, he talked the great game. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to believe that somebody- It was good marketing, for us. sure. It yeah. was, and, yeah. I, and I believed it. Um, and people get mad when I say it, but no, I believed it. I wanted to believe it. I did believe it. I thought he was gonna be the one, and I hoped he could save us. And when I saw that he was no better than the rest, that he wasn't gonna save us, that he wasn't gonna do anything that was worth anything. When I realized that, that's when I was disenchanted. I was considering not voting anymore. Oh, wow. Um, I was disenchanted because I, I, I felt betrayed. Okay, I don't think you I, should- Again, I believed it. I right. thought he would change. Well, I don't think you should feel bad. Lots of, lots of, lots of um, libertarians, Republicans, uh, white women, etc., voted for Obama. Lots of black people, obviously. You know, got in there and voted for him. Um, so I don't think you should feel bad about it. I think lots of people in America felt that way. Uh, some people didn't. You know, I didn't. I remember my kids asking me who I was going to vote for back then, and I said not Obama, and then they started crying. Remember that they were younger, and I was like, "Too bad for you." <laughs> you know. Um, so I happened to hear Gary Johnson speak in 2012, and it kind of reinvigorated me. And I was I didn't actually believe it because I thought I've been fooled before. He sounds good. Maybe he's just full of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually went for the first time in my life and I began to, you know, go to political meetings. I'd never been to one before. I went okay. to one here in Queens and I started meeting libertarians and I said, you know what? These are my people. And when I figured that out, I, I joined the party. Um, I supported our gubernatorial candidate in 2014. I actually went with him, did debate prep with him. I took time off. I drove around, donated. 
I did I did all the stuff to support a candidate in 2014. Um, we got slaughtered in 2014. Um, I was very disappointed about how bad we did in 2014. 2016, Gary Johnson was running again. I wanted to be his running mate. So in the Libertarian Party, we're very different. In the Republican Democratic Party, the president selects their vice president and they and they go as a ticket. Mm-hmm. The Libertarian Party, they are two separate elections. So mm-hmm. the Libertarian Party picks their vice president separately and picks their president separately. And sometimes they're not who they wanted. Oh, okay. The Libertarian Party controls that. So mm-hmm. there's, there's there's no there's no, you know, let's grab some crazy person that we just want to make work. Mm-hmm. Well, we get that anyway, but just not by the president. So I ran, I lost that election to former governor Bill Weld, uh, the governor, former governor of Massachusetts. I lost uh, by 32 votes. Not that I'm counting. Was, I'm yeah. not counting, Rich. You're counting, Rich, not yeah. me. I'm not well, counting. I think- Not that I'm counting. I'm just saying, yeah. but I lost that by 32 votes. Yeah, I think uh, that's then, why lots of us didn't support the uh, libertarian ticket, because I think a lot of gun guys tend to be um, somewhere- um, between libertarian and conservative, mm-hmm. you know, and we wanted to, but I think I think it was the selection of Weld, right, right, Richard. A lot, a lot of people were unhappy with yeah. Weld. It's true. Yeah, a lot were. Yeah, so that's an unfortunate thing. Okay, I'm sorry, I cut you off there. No worries. No, the the Weld was even though a lot of libertarians didn't like Weld, Weld was still good for our party in the long run because mm-hmm. he got us four and a half million votes. Him and Gary Johnson got four and a half million votes. Mm-hmm. Gary Johnson only got a little over a million votes in 2012. Then we got four and a half million votes mm-hmm. in 2016, which was huge for us, right? Mm-hmm. We're a small party, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, by the way, though, even though we're a small party, we are the only other party besides the two major parties that's in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. The only one. Every other small party is not in all 50 states. We are. So yeah. even though we're, the, we're a small party, we are the largest and the only real third party. So four and a half million votes for us was huge. That was about 3% of the vote. Uh, the highest we'd ever done, huge loved it. So in 2018, I ran for governor because I thought we were hot enough, and I took a, a year and a half off, and I crossed the state, you know, trying to get people to vote for me, and they did, which mm-hmm. was great. And also, I learned how dirty politics is, <laughs> which was good too. So now I know how to run a campaign. I know how to, you know, navigate those horrible things, those obstacles that I fell into out of ignorance. Okay, is that when you went on Joe Rogan? That's correct. Okay, because I remember Rich was saying that you were on Joe Rogan, and I was like, you know, that sounds familiar to me. And then I was looking at it today, and I was like, oh, I saw this Joe Rogan, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you why. As soon as I started looking at it, I started laughing because I I don't usually see Joe Rogan so combat combative. Yes. Right. And I was like, why is Joe Rogan in combat mode? Yep. <laughs> so that's the first thing I wanted to – we're going to take questions and everything from everyone. But I want to ask you what happened on – like what happened that, before that, that started rolling? Fault. I take full responsibility for that. And the really? problem is I was in campaign mode forever. For anyone who's ever been in a campaign, if you run a real campaign – and some people do, some people don't. Some people run a paper campaign. I ran a real campaign. I was doing over 30 events every single month over, sometimes 60 events a month. I was out there like there was no tomorrow. So literally, I flew into California that morning, did mm-hmm. his show, and flew back. Okay, how does, one, did, how does one get onto Joe Rogan in the first place? Do you just call uh, him up or they call you? Nope, you have a Twitter army that uh, goes out of their way and does that. And the one okay. advantage of being a libertarian, and you know, if you're a Republican or Democrat running in your local district, Generally speaking, you're going to get people from your district. Why? In other districts, there's a Democrat or Republican running. Mm -hmm. But when you're running as a libertarian, 
particularly as a governor, there's maybe eight of us running in the entire country at any given time, and most aren't doing real campaigns. Right. So in 2018, I was pretty much the only game in town. Yeah. So I had like the entire country of libertarians on my side. Mm-hmm. Over half of my team wasn't in my state. Right. So, I mean, they were everywhere because, again, they don't have yeah. options. We're a small party. In most yeah. states, nobody's running. Yeah, I so think like, you took oh this God, on You took running. this on in a serious way. Like, you didn't take this on as a joke. You're like, no, hey, I'm I getting in here. I raised half a million dollars. Yeah. Well, I saw you. I raised you, I, half a million dollars. So, I mean, when I was looking at the show, like, I understand what you were saying. You guys talked about the education thing for almost – Hold on. I let think, me cover this. Uh, let me cover yeah, Let me cover third. I'm giving uh-huh. you an answer. Okay. I spent – every day talking to New Yorkers about education. Mm-hmm. Then I came to him and didn't realize he's not a New Yorker. So we were actually talking past each other. He was talking about, well, the teacher is losing money or teachers struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they live in Kansas or Oklahoma, that's true. In mm-hmm. Kansas, Oklahoma, teachers are in trouble. In New York State, the average teacher makes $80,000 a year. The average mm-hmm. teacher makes 80 grand a year mm-hmm. and they're unionized. The union's super powerful. Mm-hmm. Teachers aren't losing their jobs or losing money. That's not even possible to happen. Mm-hmm. So him saying it, I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, no, what about this? It yeah. just, I should have said, oh, I'm sorry, Joe. I'm talking New York State. That doesn't exist in New York yeah, State. But and I didn't do that. Okay, so a couple of things here. Like, um, one, I think you were a teacher at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, that's one. Two, like, I understood what you were saying. I come from a family of teachers. Grew up in New York. My dad retired Board of Ed. My brother, uh, one of my brothers right now is working at Board of Ed in New York. Um, but I think a lot of, I, I can't speak for everyone else. I know for me, I understood what you were saying. I just feel like Joe, and I like Joe Rogan. I watch the show all the time. But I feel like he was just going at you. Now, I've seen him have other people in there like uh, Bernie Sanders. He was just real nice to Bernie. He wasn't, you know, trying to hit Bernie with any tough questions, um, you know, when well, when uh, Elon Do you remember Ma- what I called, Joe? You, did you, I think you said something about him being afraid or... No, I called him a Democrat. Oh, you called him a Democrat. Maybe something... Correct. But it didn't seem like you said it first to get him set off. It seems I like didn't. He was, it seems like he, he was, was hammering set off. me like a Democrat. Yeah. I was like, I'm talking to a Democrat here. Yeah. I deal with Democrats and Republicans every day. I know how they talk. I can yeah. I can listen within ten minutes and know, okay, I know where you come from. Yeah. And he was being a Democrat. I, so I, said, I, Democrat. I think I think he was being uh I think he was being a socialist. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just want to put that out there. And I'm a fan of Joe Rogan. I'm a fan of Joe Rogan. But Look, I love everybody. I don't want to fight the left. I don't want to fight the right. I want to convert you all. I want right. everybody to be converted. Yeah. That's but what I, I don't want to fight uh, anybody. Also, I think like no, I don't know anyone out there who says that teachers should make less money. I, I believe I'm always no. talking about the educational system in America needs to be completely revamped. Why? Yeah. It's real easy. It's no. I'm, I'm surprised that Rogan was arguing with you because we all know it's not working. It's Correct. so blatantly obvious. If something's not working, we need to redo it, and we need to take a drastic approach to redoing it. But no one, I don't hear people saying, let's pay teachers less. And, no I, and, I, and I never heard you say it. I heard you never say, let's take money away from, um, from, from like uh, the big... Administrators. Yeah, the administrators. The average the big administrator districts. makes over $150,000 a year. Right. And in certain areas of New York... In certain districts, there are more administrators than teachers mm-hmm. to a point where they're in a separate building away from the kids. 
So the administrators are making double the money in a right. separate building yeah. and they never see kids. Yes. New York City. I'm totally fine getting rid of those people yeah. and giving more money to teachers or mm -hmm. hiring more teachers or giving them more resources that aren't now going to administrators. And most of those administrators, they're making sure that we follow federal guidelines mm -hmm. so we can get federal grants and get federal money. Yeah, so I can just tell you something. I met my wife Lola in New York City. She was she uh, she actually went to I believe you went to the University of Maryland, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she went to the university like UMBC. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, but then she she got she went to uh, Long Island University. That's where she got her pharmacy degree. And while she was going there, she was uh, she was working at the Board of Ed, and I used to go pick her up. From there, um, the guy that was running the Board of Ed had a limo outside. That mm -hmm. guy was always going golfing. He yep. had bodyguards. It's insane. Yes. And I believe he, I forgot his name right now, but he was he ran for mayor of New York City at one time. Because I think he became the controller after he was on the Board of Ed. I mean, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare what's going on. And Joe Rogan was like pretending he, he never heard about anything like that. And we all know that happens in L.A. as well. There are literally administrators in the New York State Department of Education who make $300,000 a year or more. Mm -hmm. yeah. Literally, $300,000 yeah. a year or more. We have and they don't each. deal with yeah. kids. Yeah. I mean, I used, to sit there, I used to sit there in my car and watch that guy come out with golf clubs. Yep. You know? Absolutely. And Lola worked in his office. She was like, he, spend most, he spends most of his time playing golf and, and doing all this kind of stuff. And this is what you were talking about. And it kind of yes. like, it kind of blew me away, like versus how Rogan was reacting to you, which I'm not sure. I really don't think, I mean, maybe it was you're a New Yorker or something like that. You were just too aggressive for him. <laughs> no, he was actually yeah. good at the end. He was like, the revolution continues. He was yeah. actually. Yeah, you guys got cool together. Afterwards. You guys got I mean, together. He, was, he, he liked he your bridge. Good. He liked your bridge plan. He liked your bridge yeah. plan or something like Love that. that. The, yes. toll, the toll thing. The, the funny toll part thing. Is, is, I don't know if you guys know how, how, how Rogan works. He's very much just, hey, let's go talk. Right. Literally, I was there early. Mm -hmm. He drove up. We, whatever, we we're going on at two or whatever time we were going. I forgot what time we were going on. Say two o'clock for the sake of argument. He came in like 1.58, and he walked, and he went, it's sharp here. I said, yeah, right here. All right, let's do this. That was it. <laughs> that's how we started. I love it. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I – I try to just jump in there too. I was trying yeah. to tell you guys don't even talk to each other, yeah. you know, during the thing. And when but it was it, over, yeah. we went outside, and he was shooting pool. Yeah. That was it. Joe Rogan, I like Joe Rogan. I like him. You know, uh, uh, I mean, we're, we're not all the same for sure, right? As human beings, we're not the same. I like him. But I, I don't know. I just noticed it was really – that's why I laughed because immediately when I, when I started that episode again, I was like, oh, I watched this. And I remember laughing like, why are these guys fighting right now? And I understood what you were saying, but Rogan was just – well, I keep asking you, you're not answering. I'm like, how many times do you want this guy to tell you <laughs> the same thing? And it's amazing because I never watched the one with Bernie and I went deliberately to watch it. And he was just so nice to Bernie. You know, he had Elon Musk on who uh, Tesla has taken a lot of money from the government, etc. He literally wore a freaking pink shirt, pink silk shirt. And he told Musk, you tell me what car I should buy. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to write that down and buy it. Look, but for Tesla some reason. Tesla is brilliant. I don't want to put uh, – he's brilliant. Mm -hmm. He's a great entrepreneur. He's a hustler. And he is one of the best government grifters there's ever been. Yeah. 
We've got to be one of the best I've ever been. And I just give him props. Like he sees the system. He's like, how can I get as much free money from the government as possible? Oh, that's how. And he is amazing at it. There's an art of learning how to play certain people, I think. Yes. And I think that's what was happening with you because I think you were talking too much sense and it overloaded uh, Joe Rogan's brain for some reason. You know, because there's a part there's somewhere in his brain. He's really like a socialist back there. And he didn't realize that because I never heard you say I'm going to take money away from teachers. We want them to be eating cat food or anything like that. Never. Yeah. Never. You know, so I'm the opposite. I'm the only guy who says crazy things like, why would I have to have so many ministers for a teacher? And they go, well, and make sure they're doing. I said, wait a minute. Aren't you telling me when you hire a teacher, they have mm-hmm. to have this education, this credential, this education, this degree, this credential. And they go, yeah. Then why are you overseeing them so much? Mm-hmm. If you're going to oversee every aspect of what a teacher does, hire high school kids. Why in the world would you get people with all these credentials mm-hmm. if you're not going to allow them to use those credentials and to be the teacher you want them to be? These people went through all this hell to be a teacher. They got every test, every credential, went through all the garbage and jumped through bu- bureaucratic hoops to, yeah. so they could be in front of kids and make impact. And now you won't let them. Yeah, and I if wish. You're not gonna let them. Then just hire high school grads. Right. I wish someone like I wish he somehow maybe he just doesn't know about New York City and other cities like this. But I know, I know about New York City. There's teachers in New York City that are horrible and should not be employed in any industry anywhere. Correct. And you know what? I know this for a fact because I've seen it. Okay, that what they do, those teachers do all kinds of horrible things and they have places where they stash them. And these guys make hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes a year for doing nothing. There was one year and I think it was was, it was a statewide or was citywide where the state had to actually pay out 10 million dollars in salaries in one year for teachers to not teach mm-hmm. because they were yeah. so bad at teaching, but because the unions, they could not fire them. Yeah. So they literally had a place for them in a gym. This is a true story. You yeah. can do it home if you want. Oh, I know and this for a fact. I know for a fact. Yes. They went to, and they okay. sat in gym all day yeah. and got paid yeah. because I'm paying you, so show up. So they <laughs> yeah. get dressed, sit in the gym for eight hours, go mm-hmm. home, get a paycheck. Yeah. This might be a guy who got caught um, selling drugs as a teacher yes. or Correct. or uh, like trying to kick it to a student or this thing or, or that thing. Drugs. Yeah. With a student. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And what they they can't fire them, so they yep. literally give them a job under a bridge somewhere where they go up there and they do nothing all day. Correct. Yes. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. And this is the problem. It's the same thing with the police department. Lots of this is why New York City is in so much trouble. You know, this you know, is why There's a lot of issues with New York City, right? One of the worst things that, not worst, one of the hardest things to deal with is that most people who live in New York City aren't from New York City. Mm -hmm. One third of New York City's population isn't born in in the country at all. Another one third isn't born in the city. So when you have all of that kind of mix into the cities, this is why the entire country, and for those of you who are more right-leaning, you're going to be unhappy when I say this, the entire country is going left. There's Mm -hmm. no doubt about it. The data is in. That's what's happening. And the biggest reason why it's happening is not because of the media or that. These, of course, have, 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 uh, have their influence. But the biggest issue is urbanization. Since 2008, I've been saying this for years and now it's finally coming to fruition, there's been no real recovery except in about 20 U.S. cities. 20 U.S. cities account for about 80% of all new jobs. And about 80% of all Americans now live in urban areas because that's where the jobs are. 
right? Mm -hmm. You go outside of major cities, there's almost no recovery from 2008. How do we know that? Our economy's crashing now because it was a little bit of big bubble ready to pop. It was garbage from 2008 and it's still garbage. That's why it's collapsed. Mm -hmm. Well, when that happens, people come to big cities. When you come to big cities, there's no cultural, there's no knowledge base, there's no unique ideas. Everyone understands what is right and what is wrong. When that happens, what do people do? They cry for a referee. And the referee they cry for is government. Mm -hmm. So they cry for more government. Government, Mm -hmm. come and give us some stability. Government, come and give us some rules. Because this guy's from Indiana, that guy's from Southern California, this guy's from the Bronx, we don't even know how to communicate. So please, law enforcement, tell us what the rules are. Yeah. And and have a uniform when you do it. Yeah, I kind of agree with what you're saying there, except to say this. Like, I moved out of New York City, wound up in Jersey, got away from that, came to Florida. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm where, where we're at right now is um, in Gainesville, but I live outside, right, in the country. But I, yep. have, n- I have a non-traditional job doing this. And yep. I think lots of people living in, in places like where I am around the country have found ways to work from home. They have non-traditional jobs that they're doing. You know, and we, we're we've we're way behind on. So, for example, but not I, anymore. What you're saying is exactly correct, brother. You mm-hmm. are right, and this is the one thing that may work out well because of this virus, right? Mm-hmm. Sadly, for my city, my city is never going to recover to be what it was after this, and the reason is what you just said. Mm-hmm. We were already moving towards that, but very slowly. Mm-hmm. Now we had to do it. Boom, it has to happen. Mm -hmm. Why in the world are you going to want to get back on a New York City subway if you don't have to? Why in the hell are you going to have a two-hour commute? You remember that commute, Rich. Why in the world would you have that commute when you don't have to? (laughs) Why would you do that? Why would you live on top of people if you don't have to? And now we're going to learn that, and people are going to come back one day and go, you know what? Nah, I'm not Not going to do it. Well, not it, doing and they're going to move out to where you're talking to. Mm-hmm. And when that reverse migration happens, the country will go right again. But right now, the country is going left because that's where it is. As it moves back, I think you'll find that it'll, it'll kind of the pendulum may swing back as the people go back outside the yeah. cities again. Only the super wealthy, I think, can live in places like New York City. I know and there's I know. Every, huh? And the very poor. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's what I was going to say. They are very poor people there. And for different like, you know, maybe they, they've got so much so many family members there and that's why they can't get out of it and things like that. But after this, a lot of pe- and people are already doing that. Lots of people I knew growing up with in New York. Actually, most of them don't live in New York anymore. My family mm-hmm. still my, I have family members that still live there. I was uh, I was speaking with my sister and, um, you know, they're like sheltering in their apartment and everything. And they're, they're worried about all this stuff happening around them. And I was like, man, you know, this is what happens when you live in the city. And this is and, and there were lots of people leaving New York City to try to get away. And this is why other states started saying, oh, we don't even want you leaving and coming mm-hmm. through our state. You know, but yes, after this, I think a lot of people are going to come to that conclusion. Like, why yes. are we doing this? We're why killing we ourselves this? to live in New yep. York City and pay rent and do all this stuff. You yeah, know? I th- this is going to speed that up. Well, look, New York State's such a disaster. That's one of the reasons why I ran for governor, by the way. Mm-hmm. I was going to leave, too. And I was considering going to South Carolina. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. North Carolina. So I was going to go to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And I went to Charlotte and I started looking around. And as I look mm-hmm. around, I'm like, great, I, I could sell my house in Queens and buy a mansion in South Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. And still have money to spare, mm-hmm. have a better lifestyle. 
I thought I'll pack up and I'll leave because the consult, the way I consult, I have to have a big city around. I can't live in a for what I do. I have to have a big city, right? Mm -hmm. So Charlotte's a big city. That yeah, it's totally a hub. I think it's a hub too, right? It's a hub. It would yeah. totally work for me. But I got mad, mm -hmm. so I came back and I said, "Why does my state suck so bad?" So I came back to when I hope to change it. Mm -hmm. You may not know this, but New York has lost so many people. We lose mm -hmm. over a hundred thousand every single year. Mm -hmm. We're going to lose two congressional seats. In the cent in, in, in the wow. census now, yeah, that's how bad our governor is. Our governor is terrible, all under his watch, and all you see is hashtag President Cuomo. Whatever. Is, yes. Is First of all, you should. Rig it? Huh? Go ahead. Is Pelosi got to rig it so AOC loses her seat. I don't know. Now, I don't know. That would be. Uh, she, Pelosi would love that. Yeah. Oh and, my God. And first, and New York should lose seats, and I'll tell you why. For some crazy reason. People who live in New York keep voting for the very people who are who are sucking the life out of New York. Overwhelmingly. It is insane. Yeah. Overwhelmingly. They just keep voting for people who keep bending them over. And they keep saying, thank you, sir, may I have another? They won't stop saying, thank yeah. you, sir, may I have another? So he keeps giving them another. They're, yeah. at, they're literally asking for it. Yeah, everything you're getting, I mean, you know, it's terrible to say, you know, yeah. I do have an affinity for New York, but man, it's... I love New York. I'm born and raised here. Of yeah. course I do. When, I, when I'm back there, though, nowadays, um, I can't wait to get out, to be honest with you, you know, and uh, <laughs> it, it's like the minute I get there, I'm like, I can't wait to get out of this place. I do not miss this place. And it does, and it's weird. So here's a weird thing. It seems like there's more people there. It seems like there's... More cars, <laughs> you know, really? more people. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. You know, um, I remember when I lived. So I've been driving the whole time. I think from when I was 16 years old, I drove. I got around New York. I had like a used car, right? Because mm -hmm. you could ins car auto insurance in New York City is ridiculous. <laughs> So I was saying a lot of people don't have cars in New York City. Yeah, absolutely. Re ridiculous. But when I was there, I saw lots of cars, lots of expensive cars. Nothing wrong. I, I don't. There's nothing wrong with that, right? I'm into cars myself. But I was like, why? How is this happening? And I, and and what I think in my brain is happening is that there's lots more wealthy people coming in as um, the old school New Yorkers are leaving. There's more wealthy people coming in, and maybe they have a way to get through this somehow. But a lot of the folks that I knew and I grew up with, they're not in that position, and they realize. So, for example, Lola and I. It, even though she makes less money here, we make we make less money overall living in Florida. We live better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, we live better. So I think you know the the I, I'm living like on six acres. I'm living in my own Central Park. I have my 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 uh, lot is twenty feet wide by a hundred feet wide. <laughs> yeah, and That's you don't own lot. it. You don't own you don't own the land. You you just own the bricks. <laughs> Yes, because I'm paying taxes like there's no tomorrow. If you knew how much taxes I was paying, oh, I you would just hang up on me right now. Nope. I, so I, I'm not going to tell you. I, I, and if I, you drive up to Larry's house, you can't park there. Yeah. There's no park. I could tell yes. you. I could tell you. And I, I can't do get know. to my backyard without going through my house because people touch on each side. Yeah, I absolutely know, Larry. I absolutely That's, know. I'll tell you. the ta So, like um, – I'll tell you a little secret. My taxes are like uh, three, four hundred dollars every year. Where I, live. All right, I used to like you, not anymore. I used to like you. I no longer like. But this you. is the this is the this is the problem that we have 
that w with what's going on here. Here's a question I want to ask you. I want to relate this to New York, but I know you ran for uh, vice president. You might run for president again sometime here. How do you think as a libertarian, when you're looking at what's happening on, on the national level with the president, and then when you're looking on the state level, what's happening with the governor Cuomo in New York, how as a libertarian would you deal with this? Are you saying they do, you know, do you think they're doing a good job? How would you do it differently? What's the libertarian oh, I spend way? Seven hours, but I won't no, let's spend hear seven it. hours. I will tell you what could have, should have happened and why it actually happened. Mm -hmm. Number one, both parties, I know of people who lean right like Trump, you lean left, you like Biden, but mm -hmm. both parties screwed things up. And let me tell you why they screwed them up. I don't know if they actually physically knew or the people around them told them. I don't know why they did it, but here's what they did. They knew this was a problem as early as January. Mm -hmm. They knew it was a problem probably as early as December. Yeah, some people, reality, there's some reports November here, November. Yep, but, yeah. uh, but that doesn't mean it got to them, right? Reports right. dated in November doesn't mm -hmm. mean it got to the people who yeah, were in at charge At least in, in December, November. yeah, right. For sure by December, January, they knew something was up, something was wrong, they knew. The problem is most people who are elites, they already knew the economy was, was broken. They knew it was a, a problem. They thought though that it was gonna collapse after the election because presidents have been pumping money into the economy since Obama started it and Trump followed, doubled down on it, been pumping money into the economy to keep it going forever. That's mm -hmm. why we haven't crashed yet, just pumping money to Feds, pumping false money into the economy. So they thought it would probably collapse after the election was the thought. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden COVID comes and they're like, oh wow, we didn't see this coming. We have to get liquid. The reason why there is a massive wealth gap in the world isn't because socialism or capitalism or whatever, it's because the Fed creates massive bubbles. And when the Fed creates bubbles, the wealthy know this. There's literally a word for this, a phrase for this. It's called burning your books. That mm -hmm. means heavy hitter financial advisors. For example, they have, for the sake of argument, 100 people who are, the, who are their clients. Mm -hmm. 10 of their elite cream of the crop clients, 90 are regular everyday Joe Schmoes. They get the word, oh my God, shit's gonna hit the fan. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. They tell their 10, Get liquid now. Yeah, How do I this know? sounds like insider trading. You got it. It's exactly right. what happens, right? right. Mm -hmm. the, remember the congressmen, they sold their stock three months ago. Yeah, This is exactly yep. what, this is, I'm not making this up. This happens all the time. And, and they tell and, those people right. to get mm -hmm. liquid. Okay. They get liquid. Then when they're liquid and have cash, now everyone else gets hammered. When they get hammered, what would happen? The very poor are actually not hurt as bad, sadly because they're already very poor. There's not much further for them to go. Who gets hammered? The working poor and the middle class. Yep. They have just enough assets to start moving forward. Well, now they get hammered to sell their assets. Who's gonna buy their assets? The wealthy. That's mm -hmm. why after this, those small townhouses get knocked down and become an apartment building. Mm -hmm. That's why that, that mom and pop store becomes a franchise. Yeah. That's the wealthy buying it up and then selling it to other people who are wealthy. Yeah. That's why the wealth gap happens. It happened at the dot-com bubble in 2000. The real estate bubble 2009, mm -hmm. and now this one. Yeah, that's and what happened. So th this is how they get rid of the final unwanted in New York, etc. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now think about if you're a millennial. Mm -hmm. People are so mad at millennials. Millennials want socialism. I get it. If I was a millennial, I came out of high school and college in 2008, 9, 10, and 12. The economy was garbage. Nothing mm -hmm. was waiting for me. And now I just started getting good. I just started getting set up. I'm in a gig economy. I'm doing stuff like this. And the government shuts me down. Mm -hmm. So now I'm broke again. Mm -hmm. I already don't own a house. 
I'm already have three roommates. I don't own a car. I'm yeah. in a rental. You're, mindset. you're ready for socialism. Yeah. I'm ready for socialism. Of course this I am. This is the problem. Yeah. I'm not mad at them. I'm mad at us for setting the environment for them. Mm-hmm. Right? We did this. We set it up for them. Yeah. So what would I have done now? That that's the problem. What would I have done? Mm-hmm. I as soon as I saw it cross into North Korea. Let me tell you. If I'm governor, if I'm president. If, as soon as it goes in the, into South Korea, I know it's crossing a border. We got a problem. The first thing I do is I invite my local community to start stepping up now because I know I don't have enough in my government-run plans. Government-run plans never work, ever. Centralized control does not work. It fails constantly. Mm-hmm. So if I'm governor, same thing. First thing I do, I immediately suspend all distillery laws. Why? So people can make hand sanitizer. Right now they can't. They can't make alcohol. It's against the law. So you mm-hmm. just go suspend it. You suspend all Department of Building uh, uh, regulations. Why? So that local churches, so that local uh, synagogues, so that local American Legion, Knights of Columbus can now take areas in their rooms. They all have uh, facilities to create cots. Mm-hmm. Why do I want cots? One of two reasons, depending upon your environment, your, your, your um, community. Do I need cots for those people who are at home and are at risk and have children and such and can't stay at home, then I create a safe haven for them. They can have masks, they can have hand sanitizer, we can have people there who can watch them there, or the reverse. Do I have a community where the elderly or the people who are sick are at home and they can't move, so now instead I have the workers, don't go home, stay here, a safe haven for them. And I have food and that. And again, they choose. I set that up. Not just that, if it's people who are at risk, they can start making, guess what? Hand sanitizer. They can start making masks. I would have went, gone to the CDC immediately and said, all right, this is bad. What do you think are your guidelines? I would have taken those guidelines and published them publicly and said to every industry of trade association in my state, guys, this is going to happen. How do you run your business like this? Yeah. What do you do to run your business now? Yeah. How do we do that? But I'm still not done. Okay. Then I end, which the problem because we have is the certificate of needs. Civic need for hospitals. I end that. So I allow people to create makeshift medical facilities wherever they think they might need one. Okay. But I'm still not done. We got licensing. These are all laws that stopped us from, from doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. Every problem I'm mentioning is government. Mm-hmm. We're the doctors. Well, they can't cross borders. They can't cross state borders because if you're in New York State and you didn't get a license in New York State, you can't practice medicine in New York State. Like mm-hmm. if you're from Connecticut, you're an idiot or something. Mm-hmm. So stupid. I suspend that. Mm-hmm. So now if doctors want to come, they can come. Not just that. I tell my, 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 all my DAs, you are not to prosecute any intellectual property violations for anyone who uses 3D printers to create ventilators. You will not prosecute. If you prosecute, thank you, 3D printers. If you prosecute, I will pardon. Don't mm-hmm. prosecute. What mm-hmm. does that mean? People stop making ventilators or 3D printers. Mm-hmm. That would have begun. Now, here's the reality. Most people would have ignored me. Most mm-hmm. would have. But there's always early adopters, and some would have started. Mm-hmm. And when they began starting, let me go first with the hand sanitizer. What our governor did was he decided to use prison labor to make hand sanitizer and give it away. So mm-hmm. he used slave labor and then hurt the markets by giving away so we couldn't sell it. Bad, bad, and bad. Instead, I would allow people to make it. I wouldn't. I would not have any anti-gouging laws. Price gouging is actually a good thing. Why? When you raise the prices. People don't hoard. Mm-hmm. Not just that, if people make extra money on those selling those masks, whoever it is, they now have extra cash. What will they do? They'll give away the masks to hospitals for marketing. How do I know that? 
They're doing it now. Mm-hmm. They would have done it three months ago if I was the governor or the president. They wouldn't be doing it now. They would have started that three months ago. And as people started, others would begin to follow and go, oh, that's pretty cool. They would have made cool New York Yankee masks, right? And people would have been like, oh, that's a cool thing. Let's wear my New York Yankee mask or my whatever, my, my, uh, my Joker mask or whatever. That would have started to happen early on, making it culturally okay for us to wear masks. In East Asia, it's already okay. It's weird here. We would have made it unweird. Now others would have followed. But more importantly, this sets up the infrastructure for us to help each other out when we do realize, oh, my God, the world's ending. Good leaders don't go, shh, I got you. Good leaders go, guys, now, help, I need you. Yeah. If we would have done that, you would have seen such a difference. We We would have not had to at all lock everything down because the most important piece, there would have been restaurants that would have said, we care about this, and they would have set up an environment to where, and I'm making this up as an argument, where each table is six feet apart. There's glass in between each each person, plexiglass, and you can only order from this thing or that thing, or you have to wear a mask to come in, or you have to wear gloves, or ways of preparing food. That would have begun to happen. Why? Because there's always early adopters. Mm-hmm. As they began that, we wouldn't have to shut things down. How do I know that? It's happening now. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you go to any store in Queens right now, they have spe- you have to put gloves on when you go in, masks. They, they now make all the uh, aisles only one way so you can't connect. They have someone there when you're paying money. It's a plexiglass piece here. They count the number of people who go in the store, mm-hmm. right? So they normally go in the store, they give you little cards. And when, and when you're done, you come back to be card out. If there's too many cards, you got to wait outside. And when you wait outside, it's six feet in between each person waiting outside. Mm-hmm. So as a Marine... I learned that you have to be able to fight in the battlefield regardless of how contaminated that battlefield is. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to figure out. And when I was Minko in the 80s, we were worried about tactical nukes from the from the, U, the USSR, right? Mm-hmm. Not strategic, strategic nukes destroy everything. But mm-hmm. tactical nukes just like blow up blocks. Mm-hmm. So we had to figure out how do we get back, get decontaminated, and get back in the fight. When it's mm-hmm. biological weapons, how do we get back, get our shots, get back into the fight? Chemical, how do we put our mask on, get back into the fight? Yeah. They all talk about this being a war, yet all they do is surrender. Yeah. So, what I'm saying is we have to make sure we find ways to, to survive in this environment. Otherwise, here's the worst part of it all. If I'm our enemy, if I'm Iran or I'm China or I'm Russia, forget nuclear weapons. That's stupid. I'm just going to yeah. biological weapon. Yeah. America's wide open. Yeah. So let me just say this. I think those are good things, right? Um, and there's a whole bunch of things there. People might have some arguments with them. But here's the one thing I keep thinking. In America, all over America, New York City, Gainesville here where I live, where Rich is, where all the folks are out there, our police departments have plenty of MRAPs, <laughs> okay? They have, yes. all, they have all kinds of guns and ammo, Yes. <laughs> okay? Um, they, there's, like, there's, the post office is able to have suppressors, and there's all, all kinds of um, Hold on. government departments. New York departments. City's police force is the 13th largest army in the world. Yeah, all of this, all of this nonsense, and it doesn't help anything. All yes. of this nonsense, and it doesn't help anything, right? They're not prepared for anything. They don't have masks. They don't have anything to, to fight these kinds of things. I'm not complaining about the guns. I got lots of guns and ammo. What I'm complaining about is that the money that has been spent in America has gone to, oh, one day we're going to have to control this population. Yes. You know, these guys might get out of hand. They've got they've got the right to have guns. Let's get ready for them. Every freaking like the uh, what what is it? Uh, there's so many departments of government 
that have their own tactical units, it's not even funny. Okay? 100%. But none of them are ready for this. But okay? this, this, the thing you have to realize is the military industrial complex, what most people don't get, they, they want to destroy it and get rid of it. And I get it too, I do also. But mm -hmm. remember the most important thing, it's a massive jobs program. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. It's a massive jobs program. And if we're not building tactical vehicles to send to Iraq and Afghanistan because people don't like the wars anymore, we got to put them somewhere. So let's give them to our police force. Let's get rid of the old stuff, give the police force and make some new stuff and send them to Iraq or sell it to somebody yeah. or sell it to the Iranians or sell it to the to the Saudis. Or we, it's a massive jobs program. But right? So, it is, yeah, so it it's is. a big deal. It is. But the thing is, is that we don't do the, the things that we're supposed to do. So like how mm -hmm. we were just talking about how so many people are working from home. The whole reason why I have to commute into Gainesville and pay for a space here to have a studio is because of Internet. Because in the country where I live, there's no freaking Internet there, even though the government, through my tax money that I pay, uh, shelled out, uh, I don't know, billions probably of dollars to these to Verizon and AT&T to bring Internet to everyone. Guess who doesn't have Internet? Yeah. The country doesn't have internet. It's all been a shell game. Everyone's been ripped off. We don't actually have internet. Lots of kids, like my kids are both in college and they have to do their classes online and they're mm -hmm. having issues doing it there where, yep. where, where we're at. And I can just imagine, and I'm paying a lot. I have like DSL, but it's terrible. And AT&T actually told me, listen, we don't even want you to have that. If you go on vacation and you suspend that thing, we are going to cancel it forever. They're not offering it to anyone else. OK, and this is the kind of situation that we're living in in America in 2020, because that's where the money went. And the point I'm making about it is we are doing the wrong things with, our, with the money. Well, let me I, I, I'll I'll go back to a very specific reason why it's happening, how we change it. Mm -hmm. Crony capitalism. Mm -hmm. That's why. Mm -hmm. Right. The government mm -hmm. trying to solve the problem, which it shouldn't have been involved in, in the first place. The government said we can fix this. We'll grant monopolies. Monopolies, what could go wrong? That's exactly what happened, so they granted monopolies. So they created the modern day cartel system that we have. Mm -hmm. That's why your cable company doesn't give a damn about you. And mm -hmm. here's the worst part. When the government created the, the, this actual system, they didn't know satellite was coming. Mm -hmm. So these people bought and paid for a monopoly, right? Mm -hmm. they, bought, they bought the laws they wanted, they got the laws they bought, they now got them out, they're happy, but now satellite comes and they go, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's the way. We paid the, we paid for this to be crooked. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, we got competition. Well, now we're mad. Mm -hmm. That's what actually happened. If we just would have gotten out of the business, as the yeah. government said, just give people, you know, just just give these people internet. Here's what would have happened. They would have said it's not profitable. And as government, you go great. What do you need? We need to make money somehow. Okay, I have an idea. There's this road that goes out to these 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 rural areas. Why don't I give you? Uh, why don't I? Why don't I rent out leasing right, uh, naming rights? I'll, I'll lease naming rights for that road that goes out there, and in return, you'll get all the advertisements that you want. You can tell people how awesome you are. You can use a marketing ploy. Give them that. Mm -hmm. That's what government should do, and that should be a rotating lease, right. so that if you suck at it, you lose your lease. Yeah. This way, there's market forces and not a cartel system. It could have been that simple. Government didn't have to get involved, change laws. We'll lease out the roads, yeah. right? You get to control the road. Great. Well, Give them internet. 
Yeah, go ahead, Rich. The problem is, like you said, crony capitalism and also competition. So where I am, we have AT&T, which is like 56K modem, or Comcast. And Comcast has a data cap. You go over a terabyte, it's like 50 bucks a gig after mm. a terabyte. Yeah, or they Meanwhile, slow you down. in Orlando, which, mm. you know, it's 150 miles from here where I work during the week, there's no – because there's competition, because there's multiple providers – there's no data cap. There's no nothing. In fact, it's cheaper. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. That yeah. happens all the time. If you look at it, look at any industry that government does not control versus any industry that government does control. Well, like Every industry surgery. government controls, more expensive, le- people aren't happy, cartel systems, monopolies, bad service, pricing goes up, problems fighting constantly. Everyone mm-hmm. it doesn't control, the opposite is true. Yeah. And even within an issue, look at the medical industry. You just brought it up, Rich. You just brought it up. Look at what is considered essential services in the medical industry. Problems, expensive, people can't get health care. It's so crazy. Right next to it, medical, same degrees people get, same type of services. Cosmetic dentistry, um, LASIK eye surgery, mm-hmm. body enhancements. In every way, government is almost out of that business. Right? They don't tell you where you can go. They don't tell you what you can do. Mm-hmm. What's happened in every case? Pricing has come down, service has gone up, accessibility has expanded. Yeah, they're making money, they're employing people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And but people have more access. Look, I'm old enough that I know riches. I'm assuming you are too. Remember when LASIK ice when LASIK ice first came out, it was per eye. It was Mm -hmm. so expensive. Mm-hmm. You had to do one at a time. That's correct because it was yeah. too expensive. You couldn't afford to do both eyes. Right. So you get one down to the next one. Mm -hmm. Now everybody gets it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I remember – so back when I lived – I think we moved out of New York in uh, 1998 or something like that. But I remember in New York, I used to work at the hospital for special surgery uh, on oh, the yeah, Upper sure. East Side. Yeah, I know it. And they had one of the last nursing schools as we know it, okay? So you used to be able to go to nursing school. I think it was like a year, two years, so short-term type of thing. And – we got rid of that across the country. And now mm-hmm. to be a nurse, you have to get like a master's degree. Mm-hmm. At least it's all, all become a very expensive thing. And what do we need right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. What do we like need right no now? Tomorrow. We made it, we we made it difficult. Yeah. Yes. It's, we're the, doing the this to ourselves. Was, so my, my wife and my mother were, are both nurses. Um, they're both RNs, but you don't even have LPNs anymore. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. RN, LPN, and then whatever below that. You, you don't, you're always, all, whatever you see that you think is a nurse isn't even an LPN. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but my point is I, I'm not against government licensing for certain things, mm-hmm. and I'm also not against government having certifications, right? So, for example, as a doctor, okay, I have a license, I got it. Maybe as a nurse have the levels of required, have a government, have a credential, right? So the government says to be a nurse, you should go through these things, right? And they're your credentials. If you get those, you get those credentials. You are whatever, a certified public accountant as an example, right? Mm -hmm. Can you do your own taxes? Of course you can, but there's also registered accountants and certified public accountants. And you go to the one that you care about most, that you value most for your needs. Why can't we have registered nurses? and maybe uh, certified nurses, and maybe people who like nursing, whatever, mm-hmm. right? You can have whatever you want, levels, as Rich is mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. but more important, not only should the government be able to, to do that, I don't want a monopoly at all. Government's a monopoly too. Mm-hmm. I wanna allow even 
the AMA could have its own certifications, right? It could be a nursing uh, associate that has its own certifications. And you now as a, as a hospital would choose to find the right people who have the right credentials as you see fit in your community. If you have a hospital in an area where you can't get anybody to work there, I would take a talented medical practitioner over nobody, mm-hmm. right? I'll take it, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I allow the local community to pick what they want. But Larry, people make mistakes. They make mistakes now. Why do you mean doctors get sued? Yeah. Even registered people make mistakes. They're human. Humans make mistakes. But let's get the right people in the right spot. Yeah, it's it's really crazy if you talk about like all the different things the government gets involved in. And I think this is why like so many people kind of like lean libertarian, but the libertarian party is having a tough time like getting oh, off yeah. the ground. Even though we're all complaining about the two party system, I spent a lot of time. Uh, I'm registered uh, right now as a Republican. I friggin' hate Republicans and Democrats alike. <laughs> you know, I think they're. You can always register Libertarian. I'm okay with that. The, you know? the problem with it in Florida is that if you register as a Libertarian here in Florida in primaries, if there's not a Libertarian running, you can't vote. Same as uh, New York. Same, same yeah. system. So, same yeah, broken, th- horrible insane. system. It's insanity. Yeah. It's insanity. Um, You know, Lola did it because when we first moved here, we were Democrats. I just stayed there, you know, and Lola was like, no, I'm going to go independent because, you know, and then she would go in the primaries and they'd be like, well, you can't vote, actually. (laughs) There's no there's no no one. She's like, wait a second. I should be able to vote for Republican or Democrat, whatever. No, you cannot. Yeah. Right. So this these are some of the things that we have to fix. But it's so insane what's going on here. Like uh, I'll give you an example. Sleep machines. Okay, that is literally a machine moving air. Okay, you can't get, you know, like uh, I, I I'm on a sleep machine. I have sleep apnea, right? This they, is and they have that locked down. I, it's I know locked somebody down. that's in the business. Yeah. You can't just turn the dial and add more air. There, no. You got to have special software with encrypted keys. Yeah. It took uh, me. It took me. So like I was literally like my. I felt. I woke up every day. Felt like someone was choking me to death. And it, I had to go back to this doctor like three or four times and do a sleep study in order for them to say, okay, we're going to give you this machine. And it makes a massive difference. It's literally moving air, but it's a medical device. I can't get, an- I can't get another one. I can't do anything unless I go through a doctor, my, my you know, under Obamacare or whatever. <laughs> you know, there's all these th- there's all these issues that I have with it. And it's literally moving air. Like there's drugs that we're taking over and under the counter mm-hmm. that will turn you into a zombie. This machine is moving air and it's a problem because someone's Absolutely. got it locked down so they can make money off of it. You know, I'm agreeing with you. And but this goes back to my monopoly idea. Why is the FDA the only place where you can get this stuff taken care of? Why is the CDC the only place? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not saying we get rid of the FDA. I'm not. I'm just saying they have certifications. So you can have mm-hmm. any machine you want. It'll it'll be stamped by the FDA or it won't. Mm-hmm. But you, the consumer, picks. Do you yeah. have one FDA-approved uh, uh, piece or not? But, Larry, people will die. No, again, we have a side-by-side comparison. Mm-hmm. Look at the pharmacy versus the health food or natural food store, right? The, the, the healthiest people you know shop in these stores. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of that stuff there, the vast majority, is not FDA-approved. Where are all the deaths from all the health food stores. Mm-hmm. They don't exist. That's a fantasy. It's made up. That's mm-hmm. completely a joke. Mm-hmm. But where are all the deaths from FDA drugs? Everywhere. The FDA has killed and maimed yeah. millions. And made a lot of no addicts. <laughs> right. Yeah, and made addicts. 
and there's mm-hmm. no repercussions because they are a government monopoly. Mm-hmm. Keep the FDA, give it standards, and allow others to do the same thing. So you have a choice as a consumer. Do you want to wait the 25 years before the FDA will give you a machine, mm-hmm. or do you want to go off market and get something not black market, just just not registered by the FDA? You can get it. Yeah, and you some know other company happen? that you trust, or other someone Absolutely. else said, "Hey, I bought, I bought that thing. It works great." And, for and me. hold on, I'm gonna go one step forward. They will always say things like, "But then, but then people will die." What happens if the FDA approves a machine, you use it, and you have an adverse affection, an, an, an adverse effect? Nothing. Maybe there'll be a class action lawsuit that'll get settled in 25 years. Mm-hmm. Lawyers get a bunch of money. You get four dollars ninety-five cents. Mm-hmm. That's how that. Works. Mm-hmm. But what if it's just another brand in a health food store that sells this machine mm-hmm. and you have a, a bad reaction? What happens? You sue them and win and you as the victim get your money. Mm-hmm. How do I know that? That happened. Uh-huh. Remember yeah. Ephedra? Mm-hmm. Remember Ephedra back about oh, 20 yeah. years ago, give or take? Ephedra was in health food stores. People, got, people died from it. What happened? Within 30 days, it's off the shelf. Mm-hmm. Gone. Mm-hmm. And there was no rule. The, the health food stores started taking it off the shelf. Yeah. They took responsibility. Why? They had no FDA to protect them. Yeah. The whole thing about people dying um, is crazy because people die. You're born, Correct. you die. We don't want people to die unnaturally, early, or whatever it is. We don't want that, of course. But it happens. <laughs> you know? At the end of the day, it happens. We've got lots of deaths. We shut down the entire country and put lots of small businesses out of business. Tons of them. Yeah. You know, because we're worrying about people dying and, and really no one's really, really worrying. I know we've got lots of stimulus packages coming. I have no, no, no idea. That's just going to make things worse here. All cronies. That yeah. is all cronies. Yep. The reason yeah. why Nancy Pelosi fought so hard, the mm-hmm. reason why it wasn't because she cares about people. She doesn't. The reason why she fought so hard is she knew because Trump had control that his cronies would get their cut. She wanted to make sure her cronies got their cut. That was her issue. She's like, uh-uh, I need to make sure my cronies get my cut. Yeah. That's all she cared about. That's mm-hmm. the, you, People aren't even getting loans. You can't get on the phone to get unemployment insurance. No. No. This is all that's coming to us. There's going to mm-hmm. be a second or third or fourth one that eventually, once the cronies are paid off, then we might get a little bit. It's Maybe. a joke. I mean, if you believe it it's is. really going to help something, it's going to be about as helpful as Obamacare. You know, exactly. one, of my, one of my kids goes to FSU. We have to pay for an apartment up there for him. Uh, Lola was telling me today, we still have to pay for that apartment. He can't. He's oh, yeah. not living there. Yep. You know, he's at home doing things, school there. She's calling him up there like, hey, you got to pay for this. Let me you know, tell we're you, not letting you out of the question, lease, none of that. I will give you the actual answer, all right? Let me give you two parts of this answer. I told you it's long. This COVID issue is a big issue, but there is an actual libertarian plan that would have worked and can still work. Okay. The second part of what I talked about was as we start letting people figure out how to work, we start figuring out how to handle this because this isn't our last virus. There'll be another one. And we Absolutely. can't just destroy the country every time there's a virus. Mm-hmm. Remember, anyone who says, I lost my job because of the COVID virus is wrong. They lost their job because the government shut them out. Mm-hmm. The government said they were non-essential and that's why you lost your job. Don't think it was the virus, it was the government. So if we had to figure this out, we'd be able to function. And the next time the virus comes, we jump into those new protocols. Right immediately. Mm-hmm. Second piece about this. Here's how you fix the problem. It's it's not a good fix, but it's the best one. I'm not a fan of the Fed. I'm not a fan of debt. I am libertarian by default. But I also realize we're gonna bail banks out. So here is the way you do it 
that avoids cronyism and get and helps the people the most and prepares them for the future. It's called a three half plan. First half, half a year. All you do as 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 president, if I'm president, is what I do. I literally say all financial institutions in the United States, all of them, credit card, bank, uh, d- um, a note for your car, mortgages, whatever, insurance companies, you may not enforce any payments for six months, period. You may not enforce any payments. If you're doing well, you wanna pay your bill, go ahead. No financial institution may enforce any payments for six months. What does that mean? We don't have to pay our bills. If you lose your job, that's bad, but if you have no debt for six months, you can recover. You have a chance to recover if you have no debt, but I'm still not done. Not just that, landlords, they have a chance to recover, right? Small business owners have a chance to recover. Add the next half, and that is, everyone is authorized to pay half their rent. Why not all? Because landlords still have other bills to pay, maintenance and of that sort, but half the rent. Larry, how, how can landlords survive on half a rent? They don't have to pay their mortgage for six months. If you're not paying your mortgage, if you're not paying your credit cards, you're not paying your debts, you can survive on half rent. Of mm. course you can, which means people can stay in place and you don't have to pack up and leave or move or fight or have that problem. Mm-hmm. Third half, companies are authorized, whether whether minimum wage, unionized, agreements, contracts, doesn't matter, con- companies are authorized to pay half salary. Oh my God, how can I survive on half salary? Cause you're paying no rent, you're half rent and you're not paying your bills for six months. Anyone who is not paying their bills and is paying half rent can survive on half salary. Mm-hmm. Now, why would I do that? So you don't have to lose your job. I want people to stay in place and not have so much disruption. I want you to keep your job. I'll keep mm-hmm. you as my employee if I'm paying you half salary, I'm not paying my bills. Yeah, I would actually do that. You wouldn't have 10, 10 million people applying for unemployment. You wouldn't have 43% of all our restaurants going out of business and never coming back. Yeah. But more importantly, people will begin to shift and adjust and change to whatever the new norm is without so much disruption. Now, of course, the biggest problem is, Larry, that sounds amazing, but how are the banks? They're getting killed. That's true. So all I do is go to the bank and say, banks, do your numbers. It's what you do. Tell me how much it costs you. Great. Write your check. Fed, give money. Done. The banks are go, the, the banks program. the banks always get uh, bailed out the no matter what. The banks always get yeah. bailed out. Len the Holt, thing is that Len, gets that gets all of us acting without a government handout. We just get to react and fix ourselves and there's no cronies. It's yeah. just the banks. So Len so Holt the doesn't get a bunch, whatever doesn't get right. a bunch, plan doesn't get a bunch. You just do it. That's the way to make this thing work. Okay, Len Holt says no income tax for 2020. That's from that, so what? What if I'm not making much money? Yeah. I say no. Yeah, still, no. Still lost my job. Forget, we should get rid of income tax altogether. It's an opportunity. Yeah, no matter here. what, not yeah. for this. Let's just yeah. get rid of income tax. Period. Yeah, How about that. It's an opportunity here um, to do that. And also, look, I think that there's places around America, like okay, New York City should be on some level of shutdown. Absolutely, right? The hot spots. But there's places around America, and even pl- in, in New York State itself, there's places that don't need to be shut down. Okay, but are shut down. I mean, right there, you could save the like printing and making up money by letting those places continue to run that don't have this problem, or this problem is not as widespread, right? But instead, yeah, we're but like everywhere has to shut everything down. If you go back to my original plan, 
And on, on top of that, I have people also making tests, mm-hmm. right? We didn't make tests because only the CDC and the FDA wouldn't approve. Again, government bureaucracy that slowed it down and people died because of that. If, I, if I'm the president, the first thing I say is, go make tests now. I will enforce no rules on this. Make tests now and sell them. And what would have happened? They would have sold them, given them away. Obviously, rich people knew this already. How did all these rich people get tested? Because yeah. they knew. Yeah. So they bought all the tests. So instead of that happening, yeah. let it be made immediately. If yeah. it gets made, everyone gets testing. And then you know what happens? I don't have to have a lockdown at all because businesses are already figuring things out. Local communities have already set up uh, ways of handling the individual things in their in their issues. Everyone's getting tested, so you know who's getting tested. Masks and hand sanitizers everywhere. And even better, there are ventilators available for those people who get it anyway. You do that, solves those problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I see Lola saying that Richard Hughes is being quiet tonight. <laughs> well, Someone. you know, Larry and I had this conversation, uh, was it last week? I'm for a more disruptive thing. I'm for yes. let me have my whole effing check mm-hmm. because then we'll realize the government has their boot on our throat. In the, the we'll, we'll, we'll never give that. them. We'll never pay taxes if they do it. That's why they won't do it. Oh damn right, yeah. damn but right. That's, but that's the way it should be. We should we should only pay when we buy things. So this COVID bailout, mm-hmm. you know, some people will get a twelve hundred dollar check. Mm-hmm. People and I'm I'm not complaining because I don't want to check. I I have not been financially impacted. My mm-hmm. wife, you know, none of us have been. My wife or myself. I don't want to check. I want people, the mom and pop, you know, restaurant or whatever. I want them to get maybe not a check, but something, some sort of assistance. Whether it's you don't pay taxes or or whether it's accommodation, something like that. But realistically, I I'm so if. I, I don't mean to be a dick about this. I'm going to sound like an arrogant jerk. No, go ahead, Rich. Between my wife and I, if we got our whole check, holy effing cow. Holy effing cow. You know how much money – or look, I mean just you and Lola. I'm sure if you guns, guys did – Guns and ammo production, will be bought. <laughs> yeah, there would be you know, lots of guns kicking around. But yeah. It, not that I'm not, not that I'm not uh, still buying guns. <laughs> yeah. But, the the government. I think if we we've grown accustomed to getting the beat down mm-hmm. uh, from the government via taxation, and we just you know don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. I, and whatever measly amount I get to keep, you're like, oh okay, uh, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I'm suffering, but I'm saying crap could be a lot better. Yeah, they yeah. could change. I'd, I'd eat out more. I'd spend more money. I would mm-hmm. keep it local. That's what. That's what we would all. What is money? Let me ask you this. Like I know there's people who save money and hoard money and whatever. I get it, right? And I'm and good on you. But what do most people do with money? They spend it. What is money yes. for? Absolutely. When you die, you can't take any of that with you. Your kids are gonna spend right through it. You know. So do we? I think we just lost Rich for for a second. He's back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I had a call coming. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we would spend money if we got our hands on money. But to make up money that doesn't exist, then we're, like, we already, I think you was, you guys were saying this earlier, we already put off a catastrophe in 2008. We yep. kind of pushed it down the road. Well, okay, we just ran into it now. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> you know, we just ran into it now. Where are we going to push this to? Because if you got, I have kids. I, I think that you have kids, Larry. 
Rich I has do. Get, well, that's who's going to pay for this. 100%. My daughter wants Bernie. I, I know oh, Larry's no. daughters don't want Bernie. No, no, no. My daughter's libertarians. I raised yeah. them right, Rich. Yeah. Well, first, well, and Bernie is out. As of today, Bernie is out. In case you that's don't true. know. That's true. He dropped. Yeah. He dropped. Yes, he did. Supposedly. Allegedly. He's out because everybody's out of work and on the government dole. He succeeded. Mm. He's already won. He's like, I've won. I can stop. Well, I think he still has his delegates, right? He still has his delegates. Um, you know, but it's it's so so what is the reason? What is the reason? Is it whose fault is it here? Is it the, the people's fault? Is it the party's fault in terms of uh, the Libertarian Party? Why, it, with all of this that we're saying, I think a lot of people agree with us, why is the Libertarian Party not bigger? Yeah, there's several reasons. I wish I could just give you one, but I'll give you a couple of them. One is the, the system is set against us. Human nature is very easy to just go, you're left or you're right, you're white or you're black, you're plus mm -hmm. or you're minus. So the dichotomy is natural, and the Libertarian Party doesn't do any of that thing. What the Libertarian Party says is, you can be conservative, right? This is one thing I use often. If you say to yourself, I'm super conservative, and I want the world to be conservative, great. Do you think that it's the government's job to enforce your will upon others? If you go, yeah, 100%, government should be making everything conservative, absolutely. You're a Republican. If you say, no, I don't, it's not, that's not a government's job, it's my job. Through my example, through my works, through 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 my community to make the world the most conservative place, you're libertarian. But the reverse is also true. I'm mm -hmm. super liberal and I would be the most liberal person in the world. Great, is it the government's job to enforce your will and make the rest of the world liberal? It sure is, you're a Democrat. Right. You go, no, it's not. <laughs> right. It is my job through my mm -hmm. works, through my community, through my example to get people to wanna be more liberal. You're a libertarian. Mm -hmm. That's a hard message for most people to understand. If you notice the biggest difference between Democrats and Republicans, it's not actually a monetary policy. It's on social issues. I had a guy uh, who just po uh, who posted saying, biggest issue with libertarians is open borders. That's your biggest issue, open borders? First off, a lot of libertarians aren't open borders. I'm not. Mm -hmm. Many aren't. But the point is, that's your issue. So uh, That's a crazy issue. We'll never, we'll never really truly have open borders. Ever. But no, this is the point. The yeah. point is several things that never get solved on purpose because mm -hmm. of what that guy just said. Yeah. Are you telling me there's no way of solving a border problem? Of course there is. Mm -hmm. They don't want to solve it. It's a wedge issue. Mm -hmm. So now you'll vote left or right based upon that, regardless mm -hmm. of what piece of garbage you have to vote for to do it. You hold your nose and vote this because you're open borders or you're not. Yeah. Immigration is, is first, seconds abortion. You tell me we can't find an answer for that already? If we would have put all of our time and energy that we spent trying to fight Roe v. Wade and instead put it in technology, believe it or not, of artificial wombs, we would have made abortion obsolete. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't even be an issue anymore. It'd be obsolete because we'd have artificial wombs, which would be a thing. But Wait, no one's on working on it because yeah. why would you? Wait, hold on. We just, went into a whole, issue. we just went into a whole new thing. Artificial wombs? What's happening? Yes. <laughs> what are we talking about here? What I'm talking about is these are issues you're married like, like that. Like yeah. <laughs> he said you're no. married. <laughs> I, I am. I am married, yes. But my, yeah. my issue here is that there are a lot of issues that are purposely not solved because right. they're wedge issues. And people just – it's a it's a, it's a litmus test. Are you pro-gun, anti-gun? Are you pro-abortion, anti-abortion? Are you open borders, not open borders? And that's it. And then people yeah. vote based upon so, that. And there could be literally a piece of garbage in front of you. Mm -hmm. But he or she has that thing, 
right? Done. Good to right. go. So let me. So let's jump into this here, uh, for just for a second, because you said I three, can solve all of those issues. You, by you, the way, yeah, you said three wedge issues. Let's start with the. Uh, let's start with the. Uh, what, what, what did we just call it? The uh, artificial wombs. Sure. How's that going to solve issue. that? How's After that going to solve that? Hundred percent. Okay. Yes. How is here's that going to solve it? Mm-hmm. I will tell you. Here's the issue. I. People will sometimes get mad at me because I won't call myself either pro-choice or pro-life. Mm-hmm. I am anti-abortion, but I will not call myself pro-life because the government's never going to stop abortion. It can't stop abortion. And I don't want women to be forced to not have abortions. I want women to choose to not have abortions. I want abortion to be obsolete. And we can do that. How do I know it won't work? And those people who are pro-life get mad at me all the time. They go, oh, the government's going to do it. Ireland ended their prohibition of abortion. All prohibition does is punish poor women. That's what it does. It punishes poor women. Wealthy women fly to wherever they want to, get their abortion, and the Mm -hmm. poor women either sit there and get a a back alley or they dump their kids someplace, do something horrible, and have Mm -hmm. horrible stuff instead. Here's Mm -hmm. what we do. People who are pro-life think they're winning. I'm sorry, guys. You're not. You believe because we're going to get the right judges and overturn Roe v. Wade. If you do that, you know what's going to happen? Every state's going to codify it in their state constitution. Right. That's already happening. So mm-hmm. what's going to happen? A poor woman goes from Kentucky across the border to Virginia. Or is it Tennessee? Tennessee's next to Virginia, right? Tennessee goes to Virginia, whichever one. I forgot which one it is. And then, boom, they're going to go get their abortion. It's not going to make any abortions less at all. It's not. Mm-hmm. And people who are pro – and the other thing that's happening now is you have people who actually don't care about abortion at all. But because of the way it's talking, people are talking about it. Now they believe if you're pro-life, you're anti-woman, which is not true, but that's how it comes across. Mm -hmm. So now women are starting to become pro-choice and worse, pro-abortion, because it becomes a women's rights issue versus just a life issue. So I'm not about any of that. So how would the – okay, the wombs. I'm going to tell you. Number one, make adoption easier. Oh my god, adoption is a goddamn disaster. I'm adopted. Mm-hmm. My parents did not abort me. Thank you, parents. They did not. They did mm-hmm. not. They did not abort me. Mm-hmm. Adoption's a disaster. Make it way easier. Number one, two. Make well, why surrogacy cost twenty grand. Why? Why? Why are no, people in America China. going to China and Africa yeah, to China, adopt babies when we got babies Africa, right here? Everywhere. Yeah. Stupid. End that right away. Make it easy. Second, mm-hmm. make surrogacy legal in all states. It's not. So mm-hmm. literally, there are there are tons of families, thousands of families that if you were pregnant would happily pay all your bills, who would happily take care of you to have your baby at the end. That's against the law. Some kind of slavery stupidity, insanely stupid. Mm-hmm. But that's also many states against the law. So change that. But I'm still not done. Take our money and put it in to finding artificial wombs. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. If a woman doesn't want her fetus, she transfers it into an artificial womb and she walks away. The baby's still born. There's no death. Mm-hmm. She can end her pregnancy and the baby does it. The fetus doesn't die. That can be done, but we don't put any money into it. Why? Because it's a political wedge issue. Why would you want to solve that problem? You could literally make abortion literally obsolete. Okay. I also – so I understand exactly what you're saying there. I think though psychologically – there are a lot of women that want to take their problem and hide it away in the closet, and they don't want that problem to be I born in nine months and grow up and then seek them out 
and go, hey, why did you abandon me? And they believe that, you know, the abortion is the way to, to go past that. Now, for I, me personally, like you said, I don't believe in it. At the same time, I realize that there's reasons why, you know, ultimately, like women say, hey, it's, it's their body. They have those choices. It is choices. their body. I agree completely. Yeah. Which I, is I, why I do not want to stop a woman from choosing. A right. woman should choose. And someone yeah. says, well, what about that woman who's just going to be using abortion as, as birth control? I'm never going to stop that bad woman. I don't care what law I make. Right. If that's who you are, how am I going to stop that? I'm never going to stop that. That woman is going to do that no matter what. Yeah. There's no now, doubt it's, it's I'm complex. Stop that. It's complex when if a woman agrees to have sex with a guy, they're in a relationship and all that, she gets pregnant and then the guy has no choice in that. That's a little bit more complex. That's how we get into all of this. And I think this is one of the reasons why it's like one of these issues that it's very tough to deal with, like you're saying, you know, um, the, the weird thing that I find is that if you took uh, abortion and gun rights, like people say, oh, you guns kill people. I don't believe in that. But I, I, I'm totally willing to let people have the ability to abort all they want to if they let me have the ability to defend myself and leave it alone and stop trying to step I'm all over I'm not OK that. with either one of those two. I just you want freedom, know. period. Yeah. I, I, I'm not prepared to make that trade off. Mm-hmm. I want women to have the right to choose. That people are saying in a chat, yeah, but there'll be stigma. There was stigma against adopted kids. It will take time until that goes away. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, you think it's probably always stigma. overnight? There's always a, a stigma woman, in life. What if a woman gets raped and she wants to abort a baby? Mm-hmm. Over time, she won't. It will become the norm. It won't take – you can't change these issues overnight. That's not how culture works. Mm-hmm. Remember, we used to be sacrificing people as a culture, lopping people's heads off to sun gods. That was our thing. It took thousands of years for us to stop doing that. Uh, I don't think we stopped time. doing that. I don't think we well, stopped doing that. Yeah, yeah I don't think. <laughs> so eventually over time it will work. Right. So yeah, will it take time? I agree. Will there be a stigma? Yeah, there was a stigma that gets adopted. My parents lied to me for 30 years. That was the stigma of me being adopted. I didn't know I was adopted until I was freaking 30. Oh, wow. So don't talk okay. about stigma. I get it. I've lived it. Everyone and ha- Everyone has stigma about everything in life. Every, yes. I think everyone has stigma about everything in life, you know? Um, okay, what were the other issues? Because we'll never the, the abortion one is always going to be a thing. Immigration. It's immigration. a very simple issue. Yeah. I am pro-immigration, but I'm not open borders. I would like us to be able to control who's in our borders. Yeah. And there's a very simple answer for this. I'm going to give you the answer. We build two Ellis Islands on a southern border. Two. Two Ellis Islands. What happens? Okay. You want to you come to our country? Awesome. Go through Ellis Island. You go through Ellis Island, we check out. Are you a terrorist? You got problems, blah, blah, blah. You got drugs, whatever. If you don't, life is good. You get a temporary work visa that's good for two years, and you go to any state that agrees to join the program. States can choose. You don't want to buy our program? Don't. You go to any state, and you're authorized to work in a state, and you must stay in a state and tell us where you are, and you go. Boom. There you go. Now, I'm not done yet. There were some part. DACA had a lot of problems, but DACA had two very good things. And the two very good things about DACA we should keep. One of them is you had to check in every two years. If you didn't, you got deported. And number two, you couldn't have any form of public assistance at all. We keep those two rules. No public assistance, check in. So now the person goes off to work. If they're making money, all good. We check in in two years. You Mm -hmm. got an EBT card, gone, Mm -hmm. right? You got an adult, gone. You didn't check in, gone. Well, wait a minute. How would that work? Here's the best part. As they go and work, 
other people who are illegal. We have a give or take 11 million people who are undocumented in our country in that area. I don't know exactly. We can't be sure, but somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. Most of the people who've overstayed their visa. Right. A bunch aren't, right? Whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, now what can happen? Those people will slowly begin to come back. We tell them, just go to Ellis Island and we'll get your papers. Most won't do it. Again, early adopters, some will. Say out of the 11 million, let's say only half a million go back. Half a million go to Ellis Island, get their paperwork, and come back. Now they're not afraid anymore. There's no more worries. There's no more concerns. They're paying taxes. Life is good, but not just that. Out of those 11 million, there's some bad people in those 11 million. Mm-hmm. Right now, we can't get them. Why? They're sitting in, in, in small enclaves, and they're blackmailing everyone around them, so no one will tell them, tell them who the bad guy is. Well, now this guy's legal. He can call the cops. He can do whatever he wants. Law enforcement goes to that person and says, where's bad guy Juan? He goes, right there. Go get him, guys. Can't blackmail me anymore. I'm legal. Can't blackmail me. Get him. We can actually get the bad guys out. When that begins to happen, what will also happen? Others will go, oh, they didn't deport you? They'll start coming. This is a multi-year answer. When you will watch the people on document go to the Ellis Islands and begin to actually become documented, not get welfare, check in every two years, pay their taxes, you will watch the system over the course of several years get better. Now, will everyone come? No, but at least now our law enforcement can focus on just those bad guys and just get them. But I'm still not even done with that. On top of that, we can decide how do we want them to go towards green card and or citizen, whatever we want, right? We come up with every two years, you have to pass a test or insert thing here. This is a separate situation from immigration. So no one gets bumped out of the line. The people who work at the Ellis Islands are separate pe- uh, people by the private market to separate recruiting companies. That's how they get paid. They get paid like recruiters. It is not a government organization. It's a private company, two of them, so they can compete. And people mm-hmm. go to the right one and they'll give people. Right now, farmers, uh, medical, I'm uh, not medical, farmers, hospitality, they spend thousands upon thousands of dollars in a black market getting workers. Now, pay legally to the recruiting companies on the, on the uh, border to give you workers that will pay taxes, that will not be in the dole, and will be legal. I'm still not done. Larry, some people will still scam around the corner. Yes, but the only people who will die now in the deserts won't be family and kids. It'll be the bad guys. And now our border patrol can work on the bad guys. The regular people walk to Ellis Island. Life is good. Mm -hmm. I'm still not done. Who pays for it? It's 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 like, it feels like an infomercial. And there's more. Because it's an amazing plan that actually works. Okay. I'm still not done. We don't pay for it. A recruiting company pays for it, and they make money on the recruiting. We don't pay for it. So now they come, they do a good job. Well, they get paid, and they go off, and they start giving workers. That's how we can make this thing actually work on the border and have very good, uh, vibrant uh, workers only where people need them because they're a recruiting company. Mm-hmm. So the only people who will go are those where there's work. They will not. They will absolutely not be um, not be getting any kind of public assistance. They'll be legal. They have their own pathway to green card if they want it. Some people don't want a green card. They want to work and go home. Yeah. Great. Work, go home. You know and what? Since the- they're paying taxes without getting any public assistance. They're basically paying to work in our country. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know what I think the thing is? I'm an immigrant, right? And you were talking about overstayed visas. That's what happened with with us. We came here on a visa, overstayed it, and we but we went through the process. Like, you know, we declared that, did everything we had to do, paid all the things, left, 
came back in and did all of that kind of stuff. I think the problem, one of the problems that's happening here in America when it, when it comes to immigration, really the biggest thing, there's not one track. There's not one law. There's like a thousand different laws. Yep. You know, and if you go to any other country, they don't play that. Absolutely. There's one freaking law of how you get in there, and this is what you got to do. Absolutely. You know, but in America, there's not that. So, you know, this is why you just have this wild scramble. I remember, like, when, you know, my my father, did, you know, my, my mother and father did that stuff, declared it and everything, and we had to go through that whole process. It took us actually years to do it. And in the meanwhile, there was there were people that just got, like, amnesty. And they didn't have yeah. to do all that stuff. I helped Absolutely. people. You know, I helped people that I knew fill out the forms <laughs> to get amnesty. Absolutely. You know, my the family had to like broken. find. Yeah, we had to find that money, leave, go to England, come back in, and all kinds of stuff. I'm fine with that, right? But I think this is we have to. That's what we do. We need to. However, whatever it is, we need to agree on it. And there's only one track now. But that's what I'm saying, right? If you have if you have recruiting companies take this over, no extra taxes, number one, right? And mm -hmm. you can't compare my plan that I just came up with against perfection. Perfection doesn't exist, and the mm -hmm. current system is absolute garbage. Mm -hmm. So compare my plan to what our current system is, it's magic. Mm -hmm. And no one has a better answer. Build the wall is not going to work either. We are building a wall. That's not working. The wall can't work. Here's the reason why the wall can't work. If we build a wall... The only thing that will happen is poor people won't be able to come across. So the, the people who are well-funded will because they'll be able to get technology around, around. Of course, that's how it works. Oh, the people who become that? slaves El to Chapo. the mules. Yeah. El Chapo got out of jail. Lots of walls in jail got out twice. Well-funded people get through. Yeah. Who's well-funded? Terrorists, drug cartels. Bad, bad. So, Larry, I have a I have a thing that's better than the wall. I'm going to share this with you. You can have this for free. It's trademark Hank Strange, though. Very simple. On the borders, we get zombie actors. Okay. Zombie actors on the borders. People run into those zombies out there. They're going to stop right there, man. No one wants to come into a country that's overrun by zombies. Just, you know, don't use that on the campaign or anything, hey. though. You get in trouble. All right, my idea, <laughs> you just have long-distance shooting ranges. No, oh, boy. No. No, no, Rich. I'm not no. going to go there, Rich. No. <laughs> not going there, No. I love you. I'm not going Zombie there. actors way better, Rich. <laughs> so, someone asked if I'm pro or anti-gun. Um, uh, yeah, we should probably cover that. That's a good... That was the third issue, was gun. Yeah, yeah guns. And, yeah. and the issue is very simple. Mm -hmm. I'm not pro or anti-gun. I am pro Second Amendment. You should okay. defend yourself as you see fit. There is no way I would want to force anybody who's anti-gun to have a gun. You don't have to. The issue mm -hmm. is don't stop someone else from having a gun. Mm -hmm. That's the issue, mm -hmm. right? I remember meeting a woman. I chatted with her for a while. She was very special. She was talking about um, how she was so anti-violent, anti-gun. I said, and a question about what if you were being raped? She literally said, even if I was being raped, I'd rather try to talk my way out of it. I don't believe in violence. I don't want a gun. I said, okay, would you stop someone else? She said, no. That woman's fine. Mm -hmm. She wow. lives her principles. She doesn't mm -hmm. force anyone else to live her principles. Right. She lives her principles. Right, right. I'm good with that. Absolutely. You That's freedom. Your principles. I'm good with that. Yeah. That's what I am. Pro Second Amendment. If you want to have a gun or 40 guns or no guns, I'm good. That's okay. my issue. 
That's okay. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, we can't just like people shouldn't try to take uh, guns away from us. We yeah. shouldn't try to force people to have guns either. Which is why when people want to do like you have your right of freedom of speech and mm-hmm. freedom of association. If mm-hmm. you want to do a voluntary gun buyback, I'm fine with that as long as it's voluntary. Maybe somebody wants to give their guns up. Go ahead, give them up, get some cash. The 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 money's more important than your gun for you. Go ahead. As long as there is nothing mandatory at all. Yeah. No mandatory. And gun guys should be able to buy those guns. They want to. People who want to get rid of their guns. So let me ask you this. So, okay. So I see where you're, where you're saying, uh, where you're at on this. Now, you obviously you live in New York. So do you own guns? I live in New York City. I don't want to go to jail. City. Yeah. Okay. So you got I no have guns. to go to other states to, to, to shoot. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I know people who own guns legally in New York City. It's just a whole difficult process, right? If I'm, if I'm more than two hours out of my house, I can go to jail because I only have a small window to go mm-hmm. to a gun range. Mm-hmm. I can't get it's caught ridiculous. in traffic. Yeah. I know, Literally, I go to j- I go to Rikers Island, the most violent jail in the country, mm-hmm. if I'm out of my house more than two hours. I'll pass. So Thank what you. do you – so if you were the governor – because I know when you were on Rogan, you did talk about Second Amendment, but probably for a couple of minutes. Here, we got to talk about this for – you know, we got to talk about this a little bit longer. New York State is an embarrassing state when it comes to gun rights. I mean yeah. it's in, – it's in, like I don't want to even tell you it's so embarrassing. Oh, I, I know. In New York State right now, if you take your legally purchased firearm and bring it to New York City, you go to jail. Mm-hmm. You go to jail. Again, mm-hmm. legally purchased firearm, you go to jail. Mm-hmm. And it's against everything that makes any sense, and New York City is unapologetic. Don't bring a gun to our city, legally owned, going to jail. Not just that. In New York State, if some guy breaks, breaks into my house, and I take a, I take a gun, and a legally owned gun, and I shoot him in his leg, I will have more trouble than if I took my daughter's softball bat and beat him to death with it. It doesn't matter the harm I create. It's irrelevant. It's the fact that I use the evil gun. Yeah, you're supposed that to, you're supposed to run. Yeah, you're supposed to run or something. But what I'm saying, if I beat him with a bat, I, I still attacked him. Mm-hmm. But if I beat him with a bat to death, I will get less jail time than if I shoot him in the leg with a gun. Mm-hmm. Because the gun is the evil thing itself. Right. That's the problem. So, I'm still not done. Okay. In New York State, let me explain what a loaded weapon is. A loaded weapon in New York State is ammunition in the vicinity of the firearm. So literally, I have a table over here with a box of ammo, an empty gun right here in New York State that's loaded. Mm-hmm. That is loaded. And if you have a loaded gun, you are by default a violent felon. Violent. You've done nothing. Mm-hmm. You are a violent felon with a five-year minimum sentence. Violent. You didn't do anything. You simply had had it in your possession. That's how bad New York State is. So I had three issues I want to deal with off the bat, just three. Number one, I wanted to make universal transportation laws within New York State. So simple. Just if you travel with a legally owned firearm in New York State and it is locked and unloaded, you're good. That currently is not true in New York State. You will mm-hmm. go to jail if you go into the wrong county, particularly right. the five boroughs of New York City. Right. And that you change the law that loaded crazy, it's going to be nutty, bullets in the gun. That's loaded. You mm-hmm. ask the question, are the bullets in the gun? They're not. It's not loaded. Are mm-hmm. the bullets in the gun? Yes. It's loaded. 
That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to change the law to say that. Bullets okay. and a gun, right? Mm-hmm. Still not done, though. I have to make it to where in New York State, um, brandishing, if you use a firearm to try to stop a crime, that should not be a crime. Currently, it is. Mm-hmm. So right now, again, someone is trying to stab, someone wants to stab Rich, comes to visit, visit me, and he's smart, doesn't bring his gun. So he comes to visit me, and he and someone tries to stab him. If I draw my firearm, I don't shoot. It's not even loaded. It's irrelevant. I draw my firearm, and I go, don't stab my friend Rich. If he doesn't stab Rich, only I go to jail. Mm. If he stabs Rich, we go to jail together. Right. Either way, I go to jail. That's insanity. That's yeah. So instead, I want to make a law that if you use your firearm, legally owned, obviously, you use your firearm in an attempt to stop a crime, that's not a crime. I have to change that. Now, I'm still not done because we have just so many terrible laws in New York State. I just want to get like three of them, right? I want to just Mm -hmm. do a couple of them. Mm -hmm. Next, if you want a permit to have a firearm, I want to change the state's laws from um, may issue to shall issue. We are a may issue state. Mm-hmm. So you shall issue. So within 90 days, if you are not approved, you get it. Mm-hmm. Now, does a county want to have a little harsher? I'm okay if the counties have a little bit of harshness or not. Counties are different. They can pick what they want. I don't mind that. But if they say no, they must provide two things. Number one, they must provide a reason, not we don't like you, a reason why and an appeals process. Neither of those two things happen right now. Judges just go, I don't like you. No, that's our current process. Mm-hmm. So we do that, and now at least we become not such an anti-gun state. We become at least a eh, don't like guns. Yeah. I'd rather be that. I gotta make us. I gotta do baby steps here. It, so does the governor? And you're running again, right? The next time the governor's, don't you don't know. I hope oh, okay. so. Okay. I hope so. so. Does the governor have that power in New York to do that? Of course. Okay. Governor can do whatever he wants. He locked us down. Mm-hmm. He literally said we can't leave our houses. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, someone's saying, the heck with 90 days. It takes 18 months in my state, dude. Mm-hmm. You have to get a permit for every – in, in New York State, in New York right now, you have to get a permit for every gun that you buy. And you have to say like, oh, I'm buying a Glock. No, I'm buying a Smith & Wesson. And that's it. If you want to buy another gun, you got to get another permit. I think you have to have a permit to buy ammo. Well, background checks at Bonnie No, no, you have to register your ammo, which no yeah. one does. Well, yeah, you got to get a card. You got to apply. You yep. get a card to buy ammo. That's and all when crazy. When that was happening, okay. I didn't buy any more ammo in New York. So by, ex- by executive order or something like that, if you were the governor of the state of New York, you would change all these things. Yes, but probably not by executive order. Okay. Right? I would try to get the actual uh, – I would. what I talked about before, we have a thing in New York called the SAFE Act. The mm-hmm. SAFE Act in New York is an embarrassment also. The SAFE Act all it did was make literally about 4 million New Yorkers violent felons overnight to include yep. our police force because mm-hmm. the law was written so poorly. All our cops mm-hmm. became violent felons overnight. So mm-hmm. they had to rewrite the law, which is terrible and bad. It makes the medical community part of a secret state police because now it's basically they have to report everything. Mm-hmm. What has happened literally in my state, guy gets in a car accident, right? Guy gets in a car accident. Um, he's going to the emergency room. They say, how do you feel? He goes, oh, my God, I feel so bad. I want to die. She writes suicidal. State troopers come by and take his guns. Mm-hmm. That's our safe act. The worst part about it is it affects veterans more than anybody else because veterans are more apt to have PTSD and or TBI and also more apt to have firearms. So now they don't get help because if they get help, 
well, then the medical community reports them and they lose their, they lose their firearms. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing but bad, bad, and bad. Mm-hmm. So my answer for that was non-enforcement. I will literally tell all prosecutors, stop enforcing. It is your lowest priority. Oh, you're going to enforce anyway? I'm going to start doing some mass pardons. Mm-hmm. Mass pardon, mass pardon, mass pardon. Look, DAs are just humans, right? And if they realize that certain crimes aren't going to get convictions or prosecuted, they'll stop. Cops just people, right? Most cops in New York State don't want to enforce safe act violations. They will. It's their job. They'll do it. Most mm-hmm. don't want to. So if yeah. all of a sudden I'm telling the DA, stop prosecuting, I'm going to pardon, the DA says, well, I'm going to stop prosecuting, so cops stop arresting. So you start from the top down and create an environment to where they stop doing it. Okay. All right. Now, there's someone complaining because you're, you said that you're not sure whether or not you're running. Is that what you're saying or you're not sure? Is this a party thing that you – No, that- it's just – look, I would love to run in 2022. The reality of it is to run for governor, I've got to take a year and a half off of my life again. Otherwise, I can't mm-hmm. do it, right? That is a financial burden. That is a family burden. Okay. If I'm financially in the right spot, if my wife is okay with it, then I will. If not, I won't. I would. I like my wife. I've had her for almost 20 years. I kind of want to keep her. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd like to keep her. Um, so um, if those two things are in order, then I'll run. If they're not, then I won't. Yeah, and you have run already. You ran in 2018. Correct. Right. Okay. So how did you do in 20? Was it 2018 that you ran? Yes. Yeah. 2018, I got ballot access. Mm-hmm. Um, for my my party for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Um, in reality, I got about, I only say this because it makes people vote for me feel better, but it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. So mm-hmm. if you've supported me, I'm gonna give you some warm and fuzziness. The, ba- the ballot was stacked against me because they didn't want me to get ballot access at all. What they did is if you, if you saw the ballot, the ballot had everybody who was running on one column and I was the only one on the other. We asked them, we petitioned to change it. They would not do it. They had to reprint the ballots and they still wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And it, because Cynthia Nixon, who was running, got kicked off the ballots and had to reprint ballots and they still wouldn't change it. Okay. Why? Because many of the machines weren't programmed to read that 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 um, column. Okay. So all of those, if you were for only me, that came as a voided vote. Oh, they wow. were. I'm sorry, as a blank vote. Mm-hmm. There were over 100,000 of those in New York State for mm-hmm. governor. There's 100,000 who didn't want to vote for the governor. Now, a bunch of those are my votes. I don't know how many, but a bunch were. Mm-hmm. Not just that. I was the only candidate on the same line as somebody else. People thought that person was my um, lieutenant governor, and they checked both. That is, oh, they voted votes. Hmm. There were over 100,000 of those. So was that all Some deliberate those, with the ballot? Of course or? it was. Okay. Absolutely. I was crossing mm-hmm. the state making people look bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, of course. Absolutely. So, of course, even with that, all of that, and blank and voted votes, about 200,000 votes, give or take, right? Even those, I still got 100,000 votes. So mm-hmm. the reason why I don't sue or, or yell and scream about it is because I lost by like a million and a half votes. Mm-hmm. I didn't win, right? If, if I lost by 50,000 votes, I'd be suing. What was, the eligible, what was the eligible pool of people in New York City that could have voted? Was it six, seven, eight million, nine million? No, probably, mean, no, New York, New York State itself. It's what, how many New million? New York State. 20 New million? State, uh, New York State has about 18 million people. 18. About 10 million are registered to vote. Okay. Um, give or take four to six million actually vote. Hmm. So it's in that area, right? Four to six million actually vote. Wow. So I got about 2% of the vote. If I look at what I probably got in reality, I probably got about 4% is my guess is what I got. I don't know how many of those votes were mine or not. Mm-hmm. And again, I only say it to make people support me feel better. We did better than we could have, right? That's okay. nice. So okay. it was some of that. So okay. we did well. Um, I was attacked by both the left and right, but heavily from the right. 
Mm-hmm. The, the state is so far left, they didn't care. They were like, we're going to win. Who cares about Larry Sharp? But after I got ballot access, I'm not joking, just this year, they changed the rules for ballot access now. I made the hurdle. They changed the rules. Mm-hmm. It was 50,000 votes. Now it's 130,000 or 2%, whichever is higher. Mm-hmm. In a presidential no election, sh- about 8 million New Yorkers will vote. We need 160,000 votes this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then how do you, so in, being in the Libertarian Party, how is your campaign funded? Is it funded from the Libertarian Party? Do you have to get no, people to donate? Money. Okay. No. So so how All do you donors. fund it? All donors. Like anyone else does. I ask for money. Okay. Anybody okay. wants to help me out? LarrySharp.com slash donate. Give whatever you like. Okay. Happy to have your, happy to have your support. Right. And you have I a page. So you, you have a page up. Let me see. I'm going to try to go to um, if you guys. LarrySharp.com. All the yeah. policy is still there. Yeah. Everything is still there. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're a New Yorker and you want me to come across the state again this year, donate. If you're not a New Yorker, if you love me, donate. If not, I understand. Okay. But if you're a New Yorker and you want me to run around the state again, I will donate. And that's where the money goes. And that is a public open committee. Anyone can see where the money goes. And it always goes things like gas, Facebook ads mm-hmm. uh, to prop up more events. Uh, hotel stays, rent a car. That's what it goes to. That's all it goes to. Okay. So, and then how much, what kind of money do you need in order to, because you're saying that you need to like make this decision of whether or not you're running again. What kind of money, I mean, and is this public on this thing? Like, can people go there and see, okay, Larry's got enough. Okay. So what kind of money? Yeah. The the name of the, the name of the committee is Larry Sharp for governor. Mm -hmm. You can check online. You can see what the amount of money I bring in. It's open. It's public. Mm-hmm. If you want to jo- join, please go ahead. Feel free to join if you care. I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Um, happy to do so if you want to. Um, look, I raised half a million dollars. And what I meant by money is I didn't mean money for the campaign. I can raise money to run the campaign, but I can't live off that money. That that money is to spend for the campaign, right? I don't want you to give money to my campaign so I can buy a new car. Mm-hmm. Right? I want you to give money to the campaign so I can go out there and win the, the damn election, or at least make some impact or get on TV and let people know what's going on. So mm-hmm. that money goes to the campaign. I mean, I could buy a new car, I'd go to jail, but I could enjoy <laughs> that car for a few weeks before the, before the feds arrest yeah. me. They'll let uh, you out, they'll let you out if you get COVID-19, they'll let you that's out. That's true, I could get corona in jail and I'd be fine. Yeah, I but mean, now, they let Takashi out, me, so they might as well I'm let you out. personally having money <laughs> that my wife is gonna be happy mm-hmm. so that I, I can go off and run. And if you care right. about that, you can go to patreon.com slash sharpway and you can join my Patreon account, which is my sharpway, which is for me. Okay. All right. So um, let's see here. So let you know what? This is probably a good time to take some questions from people. Uh, Richard, if you have if you have any, you can uh, you can offer them here. Let's see. Someone uh, someone had a question here. Let me see. Where is it? Uh, I carry my revolver in single action, says the Democrats want mail-in vote. What's Larry's feeling on mailing voting? Love the idea. Uh, people should be able to vote. That they, they, don't get me wrong. They want. I want to make sure they can check and make sure it's not some fraudulent thing. But of course, particularly with with people scared of Corona, people mm-hmm. have issues and concerns. Why not mailing? I mailed and voted when I was Marine Corps overseas many times. My first time I voted was 1988. In 1988, when I voted, it was a mail-in vote. I still remember it was a San Francisco post box because I was in Japan at the time. I mailed in. I mailed in my vote many times. Mailing votes fine, no problem at all. Okay. Does uh, New York City have a good uh, voter ID system or? Uh, no, we're a disaster. 
Oh, okay. So pretty much yeah, anyone. And can we have to fix that. The problem, the problem okay. that I have with New York State is while I love mail-in votes, I do. I love, I love opening up the vote. We do not have a good system at all. We have to fix our system. Our system is not a good system. It's basically, oh yeah, you look like that guy. Go vote. That's our system. It's mm-hmm. not good. Okay. It's not good. All right, let's see. Rich, do you have any questions while I'm waiting for the folks here? You guys, if you guys have any questions, this is a good time you know, to one, post them now. One commentary uh, about the New York and gun regulations that went south in 1911 with the Sullivan Act. And Sullivan mm. was part of Tammany Hall. He yes. had syphilis, which is symptom is paranoia, and he banned all firearms, all kinds of weapons. Yep. So, you know, when you look at the root of these things, it's from a crazy guy. We're yes. enforcing laws from a crazy guy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, I believe it. There's o- there's always something like that going on in New York. Um, Matt- New York is the real battleground state, guys. They say things like, you know, Pennsylvania or Michigan. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you want to make sure whether the left or right takes over again as they rotate back and forth. But no, the real battleground state is New York. How do I know yeah. that? Governor Cuomo's on TV every day saying how he's locking us down and doing this and stealing that and taking, physically taking, sending troops to take ventilators from upstate and bring them downstate. Moving and shifting patients all as he sees fit. And what are we doing in New York State? Okay, okay. They test their garbage in New York State. And if it works, it's coming to your state, guys. You think it's not? It's coming to your state. They test it here. If we let them get away with it, you're next. Yeah, New York is New York. Huh? Go ahead. Is Cuomo term limited out? No, no term limited. No, he will be governor for 20 years. He no term limits in New York State. I'm pretty sure he's going to try to run for president. Um, Probably not. Probably not. Maybe not in 2020. We'll see. I don't. I think Biden's batshit crazy at this point. So maybe. They might slip him in, but I think they're trying to hold that spot for Hillary. I'm telling you, the the, the way Biden beats Trump mm-hmm. is if he gets the Democratic base to just rush out like there's no tomorrow. With Bernie going out, he's going to wind up being screwed like Hillary was, right? Hillary, they, the Democratic Party screwed Hillary, and about a third of Bernie, Bernie bros mm-hmm. went and voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. A bunch of them went to Trump. Mm-hmm. If Biden doesn't do something, that's mm-hmm. going to happen again. Right. Mm, yeah. Just, look, if I, I'm not a Democrat. Right. I'm a libertarian. Mm-hmm. If I was a Democrat and I was Biden's uh, uh, candidate manager, I would say to give the Democrats the red meat. Tell them every time you answer a question, it's with how you're going to beat Trump up physically. We're thinking about health care. Trump's going to need it after I beat his ass. Democrats love that. That's candy for Democrats. <laughs> okay. okay. They just yum, yum, I advise they, they keep doing out. that because that's just going to make Biden look crazier. So, fine. He's already crazy. I'm fine Who's with that advice. Like yeah. yeah, I'm fine with that advice. That is like crazy. I'm going to beat up Trump. Democrats yeah. eat that up. I live in New York City. My friends, Democrats, they hate Trump. I don't think. They hate him. I, li- listen, that's shameful because pretty much to me, Trump is is – Trump is closer to being a libertarian or somewhere Ooh. in the middle. He's he's Ooh. not he's not he's the okay. guy who said take the guns now. And, yeah, that's uh, terrible. And, and, and that's test. terrible. But I, oh, okay, so Trump's closer to being a Democrat then. I'm not saying that he's he's somewhere there because I don't think he's really. I'm not saying that. I, I don't think he's really a Republican. I don't think he's really a Democrat. Who knows where he's at? He's Trump. He's not. He's, he's Trump. He's, he's not, a Trumpian. Not yeah, he's a Trumpian. But um, I, I mean, I just don't. I don't think they stand a really good chance right now. 
Um, like if you're the president in a crisis and you do a decent job or whatever, just you know, the, psychologically the way everything works, people just ask the first push. I think right. the first push would disagree. Well, I, that's because because just be, gonna say that. well, the first Bush really messed up. <laughs> I, I think. Well, my this, before <laughs> when, I don't think we can call the election at all right now. I think it all depends. Right, there's a tr- group of people who are going to vote Trump no matter what. Mm-hmm. Group of people who hate Trump and will vote for mm-hmm. anything no that is not what. Trump. It yeah. doesn't matter what it is. Just hate him. They'll vote for whatever. Right. But there's a bunch of people in the middle, and are those people going to blame Trump or not? I'm not sure. What's going to happen? Will the, will, will the media be able to swing those people that go, it's Trump's fault? Or will yeah. the media not be able to yeah. do that? If they're I able to do that, Trump might have – because remember, Trump only has to lose in two or three states. He's got to lose in Michigan, Pennsylvania, maybe Florida. That's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So I don't – I think it's too early. I think we need to see how this virus ends up, how bad is the media hit, whether they do – I'm I'm not sure. I think it's too too early to call. Yeah, that may be true. I think you can't blame the virus on Trump. Um, And yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, doesn't mean you can't. Doesn't mean you can't. Okay, that's (laughs) fair. That's fair. And and I think ultimately you're right. It's the response. And the biggest thing really is going to be if we're down in November and people are still in their houses, you know, then people will be very upset (laughs) if they're still in their houses. Also, if let's say people aren't still in their houses, but the economy takes a massive tank, there's going to be someone saying, even though even though the media is like, oh, you can't, you know, you got to shut the country down. The media will blame that on him. So yeah, yeah. maybe may, that that that's probably fair. Let me uh, get this question in, Rich, real quick. Matt Carlson says, how does Larry feel about mandatory lockdown? Since that's the thing that we're talking about here, and then I'll let Rich ask the question. Yeah, no, the, they, they weren't required if we had done the right thing up front, as I mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. South Korea didn't do them. Sweden isn't doing them because they acted early. They got people out, tested. Now I'm not sure what we do, right? Mm-hmm. I hate them, mm-hmm. but I'm unsure there's another answer because we screwed up up front so badly. Mm-hmm. So how do I feel about them? They're terrible, unconstitutional, wrong. We shouldn't do it. We should have better leadership already. And, and I'm not just saying this, right? Mm-hmm. Data's already out there. 60% of Americans, 60% still want to be locked up, which means we would be voluntarily doing this already with the right leadership. Mm-hmm. And that's my point. With the right leadership, we would have had to force, we would have had to say- It wouldn't have to be mandatory. Yeah, the people who feel that's they need point. to be locked up, like staying at home or whatever, would be staying at home. Exactly um, right. For sure, like the kids and stuff like that, staying out of schools might work right now, except we're, we just don't have the infrastructure to carry yes. this further. And we're not building it. Like what I see, um, they're doing a lot. Of, they're trying. To, I don't know if the government somehow gave infrastructure money because I'm seeing lots of road um, road work going on, except most of the roads where I live are actually pretty good. So they're tearing up good roads. So they could put yeah. new roads, which yeah. is totally gotta stay busy. Yeah, it's totally ridiculous. We can yep. do. Don't tear up good roads to put other roads. Go find the bad roads, tear those yes. up. You yep. know. Um, let's see. Okay, let me. I'm just trying to get questions in here. We got like two minutes. Uh, Big Dre three five seven says, "Will you ever run for president?" I might. It's possible. I'm not. I'm not this year. I'm not. I'm not this year. But mm-hmm. um, again, the same issue. Will I have the financial backing? Will I have the time? I don't. People in the Libertarian Party love me, right? If you guys aren't Libertarians, you probably know who I am. You probably don't care. Mm-hmm. But within my small pond, I'm very popular and people like me. 
So many mm-hmm. people in my small pond want me to run, but I won't. I only run when I think I'm a business guy, right? And if mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you for your money, for your time, for your energy, I wanna be able to deliver something, right? Mm-hmm. I wanna be able to show you that you're happy you gave you money. Think about all those people who gave all those Democrats money this, this time and all Republicans in 2016. All that money they gave for nothing. Mm-hmm. They threw the money away. Burned. The people who supported me, they got ballot access and a fighter who won't stop. Mm-hmm. They are very happy. They still give me money. Literally, I still get money into my campaign, so I leave it open every day because people see I'm still out here on the line being an activist fighting. So mm-hmm. until I can d- deliver, I'm not going to run. If I can take a year and a half off, if I could actually start running in, say, 2023 for a 2024 race, I would consider running for president. But if I okay. can't, I won't. Libertarian Party has to get a little bit more serious about winning here and not just showboating. It's true. Just my opinion. My opinion. Rich, what was You're your right? what was your question? Well, Do you want to get that in real two quick? Things. Okay. Uh, first off, the COVID virus is a Democrat plot because it keeps Trump from having those tremendous rallies, and it keeps Uncle Joe at home, and nobody sees him make it a fool of himself. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the the Libertarians do they have a candidate this year? Or we will. Um, the problem is usually we we pick our candidate in our convention at May. Yeah. Our oh, yeah. convention will probably postpone till probably July. So yeah. we have another hard problem, which means we yeah. probably won't have our candidate till July. Um, like is, isn't isn't Adam Kokesh running? We actually had Adam Kokesh on the show. Adam's a friend of mine, another Marine. I had him mm-hmm. on my show before. I've known Adam for years. Very yeah. good activist. Uh, he's hardcore. He's yeah. the kind of guy who literally says, I'm going to do what I got to do. And if I get arrested, then I guess I'm getting arrested. Yeah. yeah. Also, Adam's plan when he becomes president is to shut is to actually delete the office of president. <laughs> um, he's changed. That he's was changed his. that. He's oh, OK. Him. Yeah. All now right. he's gone from which I like his new shift better. Mm-hmm. His first shift was first day. End it. Now mm-hmm. he's talking about if I, I see if I, I'm probably going to misquote him. But let me see. I'll try to paraphrase it. It is an orderly. I'm going to walk the federal government through an orderly bankruptcy process. Okay. I, I, I may have misquoted him. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening, Adam, I'm sorry if I misquoted you. No, we need to get Adam like back that. on. <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah. But, so he has changed a bit. He's modified it. Um, right. I'm good. Yeah, we need to get Adam back on and see how that goes. Okay, so we're at 901. We probably need to uh, wrap it up here. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let Rich go first. Rich, the folks out there who are watching us still right now, what can they do to support you? Uh, what are oh, the ways they can keep in touch with you? or youtube.com slash flyingrich. Take a look at my videos. You can follow me, uh, Flying Rich Official, on Instagram and Pebbles Bird on Instagram. Yeah, okay, Pebbles the Boyd. Okay, <laughs> Larry, how can the folks out there support you? How can they Absolutely. communicate with you, ask you questions and stuff like that? I am online all the time. I have so much content. It's embarrassing how much. Please head over to The Sharp Way. You can see it right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Sharp Way with Larry Sharp Facebook page. The Sharp Way YouTube page. The Sharp Way uh, um, website. Uh, Sharp Way Instagram and also Sharp Way Twitter. Happy to have you on. Or if you just mind Libertarian stuff, go to anything Larry Sharp or Larry Sharp Come Libertarian. You can just Google Larry Sharp. I'm everywhere. I'm Sharp with an E, and the E now stands for entertaining. Oh, 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 wow. Okay, awesome, awesome. All right, I want to thank everyone out there for joining us. I want to thank, definitely thank Larry Sharp for joining us. Thanks so much, Rich, for making the hookup here. We appreciate you. And Pebbles, of course. 
Yeah, we appreciate Pebbles, too. Uh, let me remind everyone, go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list there, um, as well as thank you to Harry's Holsters. Everyone sit tight. I'm going to roll the end of the show. Uh, you guys need to make sure you thumbs up, leave comments here even after. Uh, we still check the comments. Make sure you ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. That's pretty much it. Thanks so much to Larry Sharp. Man, this time went so fast, Larry. You know. Hell yeah. Yeah. Very good job. Very. Uh, hopefully you'll come back and do this again. You know, Absolutely, and, uh, guys. We'll, Thank we'll you. get more stuff in there. Thanks so much, everyone. We are out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Any final words, Larry? Final words. Sharpway.com. <laughs> okay, we're out. Peace.